you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. If you enjoy this show, you might also love The Nod, a black culture podcast from Blackness's biggest fans. From the oral history of Nook, if you book, to a group of black models who took 1970s Paris by storm. The Nod tells the stories about black culture that you just won't hear anywhere else. Subscribe right now to The Nod, wherever you listen to podcasts or Go to GimletMedia.com slash The Nod. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. He's a year. Motherfucker gonna play Racks on Racks in 2018. What the fuck is that? Nigga got a bag and lost his mind. Now. Oh, no. First of all, I want to welcome everybody to the friend zone. I want to say that early because it's on my heart. That being said, sometimes, as always, and usually, with sometimes, always, and usually at the same time means all the time, I like for you guys to have a takeaway. Get a good point, a good message, a word on your spirit. You may not go to church, but you listen to the friend zone every week. So we're going to connect on that level this week. And this week is at the hands of none other than Rat Jones himself. <laughs> Mouse Jones, you know. Um, you know, Mouse is very wise and scholarly in his own way. It's his own brand of scholarly uh, things and sayings. And he presented himself for uh, consumption of all, essentially, when he told the world that you never want to be the nigga who got a bag and lost their mind. He was referring to someone else from a long time ago who had done something that wasn't necessarily timely. And he wanted to call them on it, and so he did it. And in doing that, he wanted to remind the audience that the point of all this, he, he wanted them to, to be directed to the reason why this person had uh, wavered or off of the path to righteousness, you know? So he told them it was because the nigga got a bag and lost his mind. So the goal here is to remain focused. You're going to experience great highs in life, great gains, great successes, even some lows. You'll be feeling mighty bad, really down. <laughs> But you never want to lose your mind because of it. You never want to be the nigga that got the bag and lost their mind. And so from? you want to stay strong. That's I the color bad. purple. <laughs> you want to say, I, I sat in that jail. I remember the days I seen you, Miss Silly. I was feeling mighty bad. I was feeling real low. I was feeling mighty bad. Oh my God. Don't trade places with me, Miss Silly. Anyway. 
so yes, there may be times when you too may feel mighty bad and really low, but you want to stay strong and remember that no matter the highs, the lows, the successes, life is going good. Don't ever be the nigga that got their bag and lost their mind. Stay focused and keep sight of your mind. And that comes from Rat Jones himself. And with that being said, and most importantly understood... I want to take this opportunity here to welcome everybody to the friend zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because which one of y'all, who in the hell wants a musty brain? I can definitely speak for myself when I say I do not. I, I, you know we don't, too. <laughs> look, it, it literally goes I, without mean, saying. You know, there, and, there, and there it is. Hey, friend. Hey, Justin. How you doing? You already have me down. <laughs> Well, I was like, know. where's that from? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mouse, man. Keeping it real and, and dropping some beats out here in these streets because he really is kicking the truth to the young black youth like Teen Summit. That's what he needs to change his name to, Teen Summit. You remember Teen Summit on BET? Yeah. Kick the truth to the young black youth. That's Teen Summit. What his ass was doing because they do be wasting the fuck out of my time with them air horns all over a goddamn track more than I hear the song. What song man. is um, Racks on Racks on Racks? <laughs> We got racks on racks on racks. That's a racks on racks on racks. Who is it? Who's the artist? Nobody from Decatur, but uh, Future was on the song. Like he, Uh, so somebody from Atlanta. Future was on the song. Because everybody's talking about they hate, they hate it. But I'm like, I don't even know what song that is. Exactly. It it was you know how mumble rap before it got like really big. Mm -hmm. I feel like people like was doing just that repetitious shit that people was kind of like, oh, okay. So the nigga was just going racks on racks on racks. And it's also a rap song that gets played at white clubs. If that offers any context, okay. Okay. (laughs) I have another auntie question. Yes. (laughs) Are you? What is this no cap slang? What does that mean? (sighs) Take it, Asante. I was about to say, you have to teach me. I don't, what, what is this? I, I'm seeing, no cap? My little cousins have been texting it to me. I'm seeing it tweeted all I over. Not. But it's all the like really young kids. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to ask. <laughs> Let's go to the source. <laughs> you know Are you about to up? pull up? Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. You, know you haven't up? seen it? I have not. And some, it has been They'll reaffirmed say several something times. And no like, limit. No cap. It means what? Like no limit. I just started getting the copy. I bet copy. Copy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Copy. Period. Ten four. Period is the best new slang that has come out. I gave, it, around, I gave in to lit. I didn't think I was going to give in to lit when I first started oh, hearing it. I was like, I'm never going to say that. I love that. lit. And here we are. I'm lit. No cap lit. usually means this is according to Urban Dictionary. No cap usually means no lie. Someone usually uses this after saying an unbelievable statement or asking a serious question. Kayla, how do I look? Brianna, no cap. You look a mess. Okay. Is it like because you no you lie. don't even got to put it in cap cap so you know that's how real it is. <laughs> no cap. Like you don't even got to put that shit in caps, bitch. <laughs> no cap. For real. So there you go, friend. Like no friend, cap. No lie. Like friend. That's what it means. No cap. All right. All right. Let's try to use it in the friend, sentence. Your shoes are fly as fuck. No cap. Oh like, no, no cap for, for real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> so. So that's damn. Okay. I feel old that I did this on the show. And listen, there's gonna no come cap. a time. No cap. <laughs> there's gonna come a time where we don't know the slang. That's right. And guess what? We gonna need people to do at that time. Please respect our <laughs> privacy. Thank you very much. And that's no cap. So, friend, how you doing again? I'm good. How was good. your weekend? Weekend was good. Really good. Uh, went to Everyday People. Oh my ah. god! I 
when she yeah. told me I would totally would have gone with y'all. It was very last minute. Um, me and Fury went with uh, a couple of our friends. It was really great, but it was kind of a pre celebration right? because the next day it was announced that Kid Fury. Okay. Developing a comedy at HBO with Lena Waithe. A dark yeah. comedy. Dark yes. comedy. It's just dreams coming true. And it's like surreal to watch that happen. Listen, um, so many secrets that people have to keep yeah. for hella long. And can't find it's out the bag There's now, literally so. like 10 more secrets to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just great news. And huge congratulations to Kid Yay, Fury. I was so proud of you. love We're so excited. I literally cannot wait. And you know what's going to be the best part? The watch parties. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Every That's going to be the best part. Ooh, ooh, and sitting there ooh. looking at you like, this is your show. Like, that's going to be <laughs> crazy. Shit, Insane. It's surreal to watch wait. it happen. I'm so surreal. proud of him. He's been working so hard for so long. Yep. And same with Cheska Lee. Cheska Lee. You know what I mean? Who's still working on our show. Lovey. Lovey. All these books are coming out. Michael Arsenal. Michael Arsenal. Shout out to him. Yeah, and I um, just downloaded it on Audible and started it. And he, I wasn't familiar with his writing. Mm-hmm. I just know he's friends with a lot of y'all. So um, I was like, oh, you know what? Let me download it and and uh, give him the the traffic. You know yeah. what I mean? And promote it on the show. And he is a funny writer. He's funny. Yeah, look. Yep, Dustin I can't just date pulled Jesus. it out his back. So can't it's called work. I Can't Date Jesus. Grab that at the, any bookstore where you buy a yeah. book or an Audible. Really, really, really funny writer. So Tokyo Tony is coming out with a book too. Oh, who's Tokyo my Tony? Goodness. Thank you, Black Friend. China Mama. Oh my goodness! Wait, I never know when he's serious. <laughs> Did you see Black China do that damn Zoom challenge? Yeah, and they said her booty was gonna come <laughs> off. Yeah. Did you hear the sound it made though? It was like. <laughs> You know when you when you were little and you'd run this, when your sneakers on tiles, uh-huh, uh-huh. that like, or at the gym when the basketball. Fits. It sounded like a sled. You remember them plastic sleds, snow sleds, and plastic ones that you ride on when you were a kid. <laughs> like you going down them snow hills. <laughs> That's how it sounded. Black China booty man. They, they, but I just can't trust it. I was like, someone added that sound. Yeah, because otherwise, it, I've heard one with a plunger sound. I've heard one with, it's a bunch of sounds out there. Did you see the one where the guy's legs get pulled off? He's an amputee, so his legs okay. is gone. They pulled his legs off. Yeah, it was his, him and his friends, and they thought that shit was so funny. No, here's the best one y'all tagged me in. And, and you guys, please tag. stop tagging me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like three weeks. I can't, like, my IG is We don't want to zoom no damn more. I'm zoomed out. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was one where it was a girl and someone was about to pull her and the grandma was sitting in the back like watching and then what comes off is the grandma's wig. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the grandma was kind of like, bitch. The grandmama was the baby. <laughs> That's what it really was. Here we go. The Zoom challenge. The Zoom challenge is a good thing. Who you want to see do the Zoom challenge on like a bed of nails? Who you want to see do it? I vote Melania. Put her in that oh, coat and a Zoom challenger on a bed of nails. Who else gets it? <laughs> Come on. Who else? Roseanne, Zoom challenger on a bed of nails. And Monique, too. Monique. Monique. Oh, my God. Oh, you haven't heard the latest, have you? No. Oh, okay. Well, let me fill you on in. Uh-oh. So, Monique yeah. did an interview on, I believe it was KTLA. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Where, where she spoke about um, Roseanne. And what Roseanne was just recently in the news for making that tweet about Valerie Jarrett and calling mm-hmm. her, you know what she said about her being yeah. an ape in the Muslim Brotherhood. Roseanne said, you know what? 
Or Roseanne said, Monique said, you know what? Roseanne is my sister in comedy. In comedy. She's my sister. When we were doing the Monique show years ago, big talent. We went after them. And they would say, no, we can't do that. The show's too black. <laughs> but there was a white woman named Roseanne Barr. And she, that my sister did this show with no question. So no, my sister made a mistake. I love Roseanne. And we're not going to throw her away in the racist pile. She made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So now, all this, everybody, it was such a black issue. You abandoned black women if you didn't disagree with Monique. A lot of people were saying that. And all of this, and the whole time, she's going public telling you, to excuse Roseanne and, and she just made a mistake. She's not a racist and all those things. So guess who is getting zoomed on a bed of nails right about now? Monique! Okay, <laughs> let's go ahead. Thank you very much. Monique. Feels good to get that off my chest. Or more so it's Monique, so out of my ass. Wow. Let's go. Who's next? Sante, how's your weekend? <laughs> Who's next? Because I'm tired, my, man. My weekend was good. I got to go to Chicago to see some family. Oh, oh shy time. Thanks yeah. for the popcorn. <laughs> of course. You know, shout out to Let's Get Poppin'. You know, the popcorn's always on fleek out there. Got to spend a lot of time with my mom, so it was great. Made me really homesick, so now I really want to go to Atlanta and be there for like a month or some shit. Oh, you should. Man, that would be the ultimate, because I still haven't spent like time with my dad, and I was spending time with my like family, so I was like, damn, like all oh, this family shit I need to be doing at some point. So <laughs> Looking like that meme of uh, Lala Scissorhands, and she's like looking around <laughs> like she's spinning out of control. <laughs> you know what? And Speaking of Lala Scissorhands, thank you for bringing me back. You're I watched, welcome. I watched her Zoom challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. What did she do? It was her and a little woman, because I don't know if it was one of the little women or not, but she was supposed to Zoom, and then it hurt, so the girl tried to get up and fight her, and then she was holding her head, and what? then she was like, girl, let's just go get something to eat, and then they did. I was like, y'all are dumb as hell. But, I find her so funny. You know who else is funny? That it's girl, like, J. Cole. That girl, J. Cole, yes, but Zoe... I only watched a couple episodes of Wildin' Out just to see Zoe on there. Oh, because yeah. Because he be having me dying. Like, he is His actually funny on videos. there. I yes. watch him on YouTube. There's some people that are, like, not that funny on Wildin' Out, or they just don't know how to get them a piece yet. But Zoe always get in there and get him a piece. He got him a little thing when he come out every every time. So You know what's funny? On YouTube, there's a big trend right now. They call them mukbangs. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Where people just eat a meal oh, and talk. Yes, you Remember showed I showed you. <laughs> I love it. Wait, his. where people just eat a meal and talk? Yeah, like it's a, a chit chat video where they're just sitting talking to the camera, but they're eating a meal mm-hmm. while they do it. So he came with a full <laughs> seafood platter. <laughs> he had lobster, crab shrimp, legs crab beach. legs. He's over here cracking it. And I was like, yo, I love him though. He's so funny. Love him. That's hilarious. Love him. But that, yeah, that's the new trend on YouTube. You know what's weird? Confession. I like watching people eat. You know, can I also confess something? It's I'm so happy that's a trend. A long ass time ago, I had to do a video on this dude named Hightower, who's like a really cool like director now. He'd be making these cool ass videos. But he had a YouTube channel. He used to live in Japan and all this shit. So one day I was supposed to like guest on his channel and I was too lazy to make an actual video. So I just recorded myself eating cereal. And then I, on the sides, I was putting like little like, hey, y'all, I was too lazy to make a video. But I started eating my breakfast and I was like, have a good day or whatever the fuck I said. 
And it was like, damn, you were ahead so of your time. So, That's in other words, you trying to say you started this shit? Not even. I'm trying to say that I thought that that video was gonna be dumb as hell, and people was like, damn, that was cool. And I was like, oh, cool. I love it. Tag, I find I it very relaxing. It's kind of like ASMR for me. <laughs> I'm serious. Watching people get facials and watching people eat makes me so relaxed. So I like watch. All <laughs> you know what? I'll take that, friend, because you know some people they relax by watching them pimple popping videos. Oh no, Whoa, that what I a don't weirdo. Not understand? You some know she has like a show now and everything <laughs> the Dr. Pimple Popper lady see, see. And, I, and I tried so I tried on Twitter someone posted a video I was like you know what let me just watch and see what the craze is and I could not believe it that people they go up they go up that is so odd Anyways. I wouldn't eat nothing out of yes. her house oh god <laughs> nasty how was your weekend friend um it was really good I saw Sorry to Bother You what'd you think of it it's an interesting movie. Have y'all seen it yet? I haven't yet? seen it yet. Okay, I felt so like they was trying to tell me it wasn't going to be good. Who? The movie, people. What you mean? How the movie going to be called Sorry to Bother You? <laughs> like, God damn. They like, let me know up front. Like, look, I am sorry to bother you that you even had to sit through this movie. I mean, I want y'all to see it before I, I give it. my opinion. Okay. Um, But it's just strange. I can't wait. It's very strange. Like the plot twist makes I you like be like, what oh, the fuck? fuck? Yes. Oh, I gotta see it now. You're making me excited. I like that right I hope here. it ain't strange like the strange thing about the Johnsons. No, it's not strange. Oh, it's like hell that. no. Oh, okay. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I'm like, hell no. I didn't oh learn my, my lesson. God. I don't even know if you can call that strange. No. I gotta ask first. <laughs> You're about to make me cry here. <laughs> no, but one thing I would say I loved, not about the Johnsons, but about Try to Bother You, right. was <laughs> Thompson. It was she brought me so much nostalgia. Do y'all remember when it was trendy for us, especially in the hood, where we used to wear those uh sticky gems on, on our the face. corner of your eyebrows, on the yeah. Corner. <laughs> our corner of your eyelash, rather. Yeah, yeah. So dude, right in the corner she friend. had you know I, I was know living. You. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. I was ready to order some from Amazon after seeing her, but you know she what? had them on in the whole movie. You should order some friends so you can get this out your and system. Bring that back. Because you will not, and I repeat, you will not be getting that piercing on the side of your face. So go on ahead oh, and get the no, little stickers. No, it wasn't the piercing. It was a tattoo. I, I, I know, I know. Oh, the, <laughs> tattoo neither. So. What you getting a little ice cream cone with a lightning bolt? <laughs> How Gucci. cool would that okay. be, though? It Low would key, be lit. It would be fucking amazing. No, Gucci I... <laughs> no, I was telling Asante and Jade that I wanted to get a little heart tattooed on the side of my eye. That's cute. Thank it you. Is cute. It is super cute. I told her and I would be part of the gang and cute. I would get a star if she got a heart. <laughs> it could just be a whole little thing. Oh, if y'all get like hearts and stars, Sailor Moon. what am I going to get? Lightning. <laughs> Thunder and lightning on my shit, okay? But you know what's so funny? I thought Jade was going to be like, girl, don't do that. And she was like, bitch, let's go get it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who said you getting it too? <laughs> <laughs> See, friend in real life, gang ganging. Gang gang. No cap. <laughs> I'm saying it the whole episode, so. No Anyways, cap. But yeah, get the strap. <laughs> I, I, I basically was a very... This is my last weekend before, like... The craziness The starts. craziness of the half, second half of the year starts. Oh, shit, it's August 1st. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I purposely, like, went to the movies, dinner, the park, and was just really social with all of my friends. So, it was that kind of weekend, and I had a lot of fun. That's good, oh, friend. Yeah, it was super cute. You meet any niggas? No. <laughs> they, was, they, they wouldn't stop you like, hey, girl, hey, mama, hey, mama, hey, mama, I'm your opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was on uh, two. It was an episode of Two Two Seven when they were at a dance, like a a social dance or whatever for like singles. He was like, "Hey, mama." I'm, I think his name was Larry, or he was either Larry or Leroy. Larry, I'm Larry. The opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> that's, what he, that's how he introduced himself. <laughs> I need to start getting that. Hilarious. Like that. Anyway. No, you know, I've, I haven't had much luck. I just figured I'd ask because I know it's summertime, and I know that everybody is outside. Right. And so I know that there you have been to very, be There have been many fine dudes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, New York never misses with that but nobody that I was like any fleeting glances oh always oh ah, it's getting spicy <laughs> this is when it gets good more caliente this is when it gets good baby <laughs> so I, I love a fleeting glance it is the, almost the end of summer have y'all had any prospects prospect park shit <laughs> <laughs> No, it hasn't been good for y'all either. Yeah, we've been having fun all summer long. Kissing randos, all in parties. All that kind of shit. Cute. (laughs) Live out loud. For real. Let's make a memory. (laughs) I will say this. this, um, So there was this dude that I had liked for a couple years now. And Dustin <laughs> chugging his bottle of water. Sorry, I am so thirsty. I want a Slurpee so bad the right now. Down. Oh my god! Is that why you chugging the water and pretending? Uh huh. But this dude, and obviously, I can get advice from y'all. Well, not even advice. It's just funny because men, boy, men. Yeah, we're some oh, real boogers. Men, some boogers. Boogers. So me and McCool, he's visiting. He's not from here. Okay, he lives overseas. And but he, right now he is in Canada, so he was telling me like, "Yo, I'm so much closer to you. Come check me." And I was like, "You know, I might do that." Um, but I told him I was like, "But understand that me checking you is not that. You know what I mean? Like, know exactly what you mean. We're just chilling. Like, I'm not. That's not where my head is at. Y'all know I've been abstinent for what, like two years? I'm not about to do that shit just because I'm chilling with someone again. That ain't what time it is. You so used to saying talk to the hand of people. <laughs> or, you know, eh, eh. <laughs> not today. Thank you. I just you. wanted to be clear just because, you know, and, yeah. and put that on the table immediately. And it was crazy. You mean take it off the table I'll immediately? Take it off the table, rather. <laughs> or and you don't want to put it on the table <laughs> if you're trying to. <laughs> And he took it so personal. What did he, what do you mean when you say he took it personally? Like he got like like low key emotional about it. Like like I can't believe you think I'm that type of guy emotional. No, like uh Like you really not going to say with me emotional? Yeah, like cuz what I said to him was I'm gonna kick it with you but I'm not staying with you. Like I'm gonna have I'm gonna go and have my own spot. We chill when we chill and then I have my time when I have my time. I like to have that boundary anyway, even if I was going to kick it with you I would still want to have my own spot that's just how I am and he just was not he was so like offended and just couldn't believe it he was like why are you being like that why are you being so difficult and why you have such walls like why don't you just let it be what it's gonna be I'm like See all that? I know, and he should have just let it be what it's gonna be, and then went for the kill once she got there. You know, over dinner, you know, whatever. I mean, finesse. Yeah, not finesse. You gotta do the work, bruh. What's wrong with Look, you? Finesse. But I guess it just felt funny in that moment because he was really trying to have a convo as if he was gonna convince me otherwise. Right. And which I was is so hilarious. proud of myself because the young me would have found that cute. So that's how, the, and when I say young, I mean like early 20s young, like not last year young. But now it just was funny because I'm so detached from those games that I was just like, 
well, I'm not going to come check you then. I was like, I'm just have to be honest because if this is the dynamic it's going to create, then it's not going to be a fun trip. And that's that. But he didn't say, okay, never mind. Of course he did. But I was like, I'm not playing that. Damn. Because you know what's going to happen. It's too late to apologize. Damn, right. <laughs> but it sucked because it's like, why can't we just be cool? Like, why couldn't we just chill in Canada on some cool shit? You know, hang, go to dinner, exhibits. Like, why did you have to uh, automatically be like, what? This is why you always, fellas, free game time. This is why you always play the long game. You don't never get caught Take up in that. If, you, if that's what you said, in order for you to come see me, this is what you want it to be, then my job is to say, okay, cool. Well, that's what's up. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Boom. Plan your whole visit. You know Boom. what I'm saying? Make sure you have double options, but I, I would plan the whole trip to be with me, and then I give you option B. <laughs> and I'd be like, just to keep it real with you, I want you with me the whole time you're here. So I made this plan, but here's some stuff for you to do on your own because I know you said that was important to you too, so we could do it either way or whatever, but that's it, and you let me know. And you would be and like, okay, well, it. let's go. See, duh, what's wrong with you? But he just, he didn't play the long game. So, fellas, didn't. and some of you ladies that's over 5'10", you got to play the long game. Like, that's what you got to do. And honestly, when I said it to be clear, what I was, the, the response I was hoping was that he was going to be like, friend, I got you. Yeah, no like, problem. it's all good. I want to see you. If that's the way I have to see you, then that's the way I'm going to see you. End of story. But the whole, like, what you mean? I was like, ooh, ooh, this, this. You better he ruin it now than later. You know what? And that's what Because imagine y'all, he gamed you and you have a good ass day at the museum. You know? And then y'all get back and it's after dinner and he looking at you and goes, so what's up? <laughs> I wish he would. And there's nothing wrong with him you going, so what's right. up? Right, because by then you might be like, I'm what's up. Yeah, and like, if she's be saying no, you know, there's always night two. If it don't go down, whatever. You mind. I mean, you, you never know. Knows, but he didn't even... You got to play the long game, y'all. I'm and he's super you. fine. And but what I will say that I was happy because it just showed me my growth. Yes. Like that I, when my boundaries are clear. Like this wasn't even a thing of like, well, fuck it, let's just see what happens, and then I'm gonna go. Me and him are gonna be all weird with each other when that time of night comes. I didn't even put myself in that position. Because he was trying to front, like, well, you can still stay with me, and I promise you nothing's going to happen. What am I, 12? Right, yeah, okay. Then you wake up with a dick in your mouth, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Oh, when they start pushing Bite down, bite down, friend. (laughs) You never had that problem again. (laughs) Bite down, hard, connect You know when y'all be spooning in the morning, fronting like you just spooning, and we know. (laughs) And look, when they do that, whenever you, I'm going to give you some survival tactics. Not survival. Whenever somebody do that spooning shit, and you didn't ask for it, poot. <laughs> you want a nigga off your back, friend? Pass gas. That's all you got to do. I swear to God, that motherfucker get up so quick, he'll be, you know what I'm saying? You talking about the Zoom challenge. <laughs> That's the Zoom challenge right there. That nigga gonna be out the goddamn door. So from now on, from now on, when somebody trying to spoon you and you don't want to be the little one, poop. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Nah, he might be crazy and be like, ooh. Oh, if that's the case, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you then, friend. Oh, my God. Well, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yes. uh, So, our last (laughs) week. How do you segue? I don't never want to know what you niggas did this week. (laughs) (laughs) So, on last week's episode. 
titled Breakfast for Dinner, uh-huh. Asante and Dustin went on a 25-minute rant <laughs> and breakfast foods. And y'all loved it. <laughs> and as always, you had a lot to contribute about your favorite breakfast food. So Asante, who stood out to you? I had a couple of people stand out to me, but I can't find the first one because y'all have killed me on right <laughs> y'all now. Y'all got me tears. <laughs> so I'm going to read you. <laughs> Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jessica. Um, the subject said life is truly amazing. So I was like, let me see what you're oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, yeah, I love it already. And then she said, I really enjoyed this week's episode about doing a mid-year audit. audit. <laughs> Listening to Asante talk about his trip to Paris almost moved me to tears. We often fail to realize how amazing life is and how our paths can shift and allow us to experience things we never thought possible. This got me thinking of doing a life audit because I have preserved, I have persevered. You said persevered. Sorry, I have persevered through so much. I had my first child at 16 and thought my life was done. I had no idea how I was going to be a mom while staying in school, but I know it had to be done. I finished high school and graduated as the valedictorian of my class. I went on to go to college and get my bachelor's. And even after having my second child halfway through college, being a single mom, there are so many negative connotations that people have about you. But when I sit back and look at what I have accomplished since becoming a mother... Uh, which is finishing high school, obtaining my bachelor's, and supporting two beautiful children on my own, I become overwhelmed with tears of joy because because despite my past, I made it in my Fantasia voice. That's amazing because a lot of people do look down on single moms, but your ass was a single mother and you had two ass kids, and I'm sure they're going to be amazing human beings. Yeah. Can't nobody fuck with that. Like, being a, being a parent of one is crazy. So the fact that you were able to do, raise two, two and man. to still go to school and do all that, because somebody would have sacrificed this, one for the other. In this economy. Right. Yes. Okay. You're amazing, you're beautiful, and you're doing great work. Don't let nobody sleep on you, and don't you sleep on you either. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah, let yo, them mommy. kids sleep on your chest, shitting up their backs, <laughs> and still got your business handled. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Congratulations to you, baby. You are a star. <laughs> Friend, what did you find? <laughs> he told her you are a star. <laughs> you are. I when mothers, let me just say this, okay? Yes. Mothers don't get enough credit for their baby shitting on them when they lay on their chest thing. They and don't. Can you imagine somebody? I don't care how much. It's a love is a strong thing. It's strong, <laughs> okay? And you connect when you skin to skin with your baby that just came out of you. Mm-hmm. But shit is still shit. <laughs> and I don't care how much you love somebody. And, you know, babies, you know, that's a different caliber of said bodily function so you know like I just shout out to the moms man perseverance even on a smaller scale when they be spitting up and stuff I'm like okay that baby got your your bra that be cute sometimes though sometimes when they go like when they be peeing on you it be cute till they turn yellow yellow spit up you too old Okay, how old you? Baby spit up, be you know white and you know milk. It's cute. It's like, oh, does she spitting up? You wipe it up, you know. It's cute. But when it start turning yellow and shit, they start eating that Gerber and foods and shit. Uh-uh, Some little baby, baby Cheerios. When they start eating solids. High chair time. What about you, friend? What you find? So remember last week I shared a story of a young lady who was telling us about her grandfather who ended up having a baby with his yes. sister yes. who he didn't know was his sister. Yes. And Dustin asked if the baby was born okay, remember? Yeah, I asked what's the baby. <laughs> yeah, I was the baby. So, she wrote we back. Had an update. Hey! I'm telling you a closed mouth don't get fed. <laughs> what's up? So Nikki MF said, "Following up, I'm dead because I asked I too asked <laughs> if he was born." <laughs> <laughs> special you sure know if the baby was special I too asked if he was born with any defects right off the bat apparently he was a problem child 
and became a drug addict as a teen. He moved to the Bronx and my mom let him move in with her in her 20s because his parents threw him out. He struggled with addiction for years and in his 50s met a woman who was also recovering from addiction and he got married. I'll ask if he's still alive. I believe he is, but he never procreated, thankfully. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, y'all. Like... She's just like Thankfully Man she I like her (laughs) I like this listener He knows what happened I think that's why He knows what happened My mom said He was very smart But emotionally a wreck Oh man Ooh So even though It may not have uh, Created any Biological problems Emotionally Who would tell The the child that Like why would they I don't know I mean would you want That to be something They don't tell you yeah, just let me think I'm just mad all the time or something. Like, I don't want to know you why. You don't want to know that your parents are siblings? I don't want to know that the grandmama is a baby. Hell no. Nah. You see, uh-uh. And quiet as it's kept, when you said he had met that woman, I thought he was going to say, when you was like, who also? I was like, <gasps> oh, my God, And then it was no. like, oh, she's recovering. Oh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I should be like, oh, my God. Can I just leave for this episode? We are really, I really Terrible. did think that's the turn it was about to make. I did. Oh I'm sorry. I gasped, but I felt so much better when he said, even though, you know, I felt better when she said what it was, even though that still, you know, des- deserves respect. But and not stuff. to yeah. didn't procreate. Right. Thank, thank God. <laughs> So test him. Yes, hi. What you find in the Twitter streets? Uh, in, in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> so MTV said that Jennifer Lopez is getting the Michael Jackson video Vanguard Award. It's oh, about who's got the best videos. Right. And so there's been a huge uproar because, as you know, everybody has been rooting for Missy, Miss Demeanor of all of the Elliots right. to win this award for years. And for some reason, she hasn't been recognized. So this year, everybody thought Missy was going to win. They thought she was going to be nominated. Missy, this rumor, like, picked up steam. And so Missy actually said she issued a tweet like, you guys know I'm not in the running. I'm not, you know, a candidate or whatever. I'm, you know, sorry, but it's not true. So J-Lo was announced, whatever. So there's been a big back and forth between everybody online, oh, of course. Right. And so Damn. I just want to give a quick shout out to she did. videos. Yeah, she's had a career. She has had a career. Well, first of all, she's a dancer, not a singer. Let's just, we going to say it. She's an actress who dances and sings in said order. And so videos. Videos worked for her because it was a chance for her to, you know, rely on her strengths. And that's why we all love her to this day. It was smart. Mm-hmm. So videos, she has hella good videos. The fashion. Oh, my God. She would I'm, give us moments. Even, I'm going to tell y'all, this is how I know I'm an old bitch, right? The first <laughs> video for If I Have My Love with the cameras if and shit, I I'll never forget love. the website because this is back when, like, the QuickTime players still looked old as fuck. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Do you remember the, the, yes, the, the yes. fucking website was interactive as fuck and it looked like it was the video because it was, like, cameras all over the the, the shit like it was supposed to be watching J-Lo she's been innovative and that dance break in that video remember where it yes. was like <laughs> yes. yo that dance break what? I learned it you it's know, I such a shame anyway so but I say all of that to highlight this funny tweet from Dylan Jaden oh, shout out no. to DJ Hi, whose name is the grapefruit lady on Twitter what <laughs> I know don't, don't ask and don't google <laughs> and don't, and don't so tweet. anyway don't, right, don't, don't ask don't google don't tweet don't hashtag <laughs> Moving forward. Moving on. Shout out to James Caldwell. So uh, Dylan Jaden's tweet says, the best J-Lo... Well, it's a video clip from a J-Lo video. And it says, the best J-Lo video. Fight your abuela. (laughs) So I just... (laughs) 
I just wanted to put that out there because it was funny. Okay. Yo. Another good tweet this week. <laughs> This is a good. This is we're gonna do something a little different with this tweet this week. It comes from the Troy at Mr. L. Davis, who tweeted, "Y'all know how in movies single people will go to like hotel bars and meet people. Does that happen in real life? So do you guys have experience going to like hotel bars meeting people? I do. No, I don't think so. I have. I have for Not sure. Not like men. I've ended up talking with like." dope girls and we ended up being cool but no I mean, we talking about you know meeting people no <laughs> yeah. never. once it gets to that temperature all you need to do is roll it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> look at <laughs> I just told you not to google not to hashtag not to I just told you oh my god I just told you not to ask about no grapefruit lady you know and now, now, now your eyes are spoiled. Damn, did your eyes? Damn it, friend. friend. See what happens, friend. But why did it go straight to that? <laughs> I was like three seconds in. Listen, and so was wow. she. Listen, everybody, don't Google the grapefruit lady. Don't oh ask about it. God. Don't do nothing because you see how I just tore friend up just now. <laughs> so don't do it. Back to the tweets. <laughs> anyway, so yes, Latroy, it does happen. We just got to move all the way on. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. My. Is that where Tiffany got it from in Girls yeah. Trip? Yes. Yep. Oh. That's where it came, because that went viral when that woman was doing that. I want to give a shout out to at Books and Boozy. What? Books, A-N-D, Boozy, B-O-U-J-E, who tweeted, the other day I had to retire one of my favorite bras because the underwire was coming out. And oh, when I told my friend about it, I almost ended with, please respect my privacy at this time. Yo, you got everybody. <laughs> she said, what's worse is it was 100% how I really felt. So I'm trying to tell y'all, you got to, you know, please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a Nicki Minaj moment here. I was like, what are you I, opening back there? This Somebody sent me, because I was talking about France. They sent me the fucking spicy gummy bears oh, that cute. I kept seeing the fucking commercials that for. That is so sweet. So fucking random. That Thank you, Olivia. So sweet. I can't believe that came. <laughs> we should do a, cha- a taste challenge. They're there. They're there. I'm giving the other pack to Fury. Mukbang. And Crystal, because... <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to at TJ underscore Mac MAC, who tweeted one of the funniest memes I have ever seen in my life. And seriously, and you know, for me to say this, you know, it's funny, right? Mm-hmm. One of the funniest memes I've literally ever seen. And you guys know they have those television commercials about mesothelioma, right? Where oh, they say gosh. what it'll do to, what do they always say? They say it'll do to you or a loved one, right? <laughs> so I saw this meme that they tweeted. Oh, right? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I see Which it. one? I have seen it. There's a very large woman <laughs> who is literally mid-air going down on a person who's laying on the floor. And across the woman, it says mesothelioma. And on the man on the floor, it says you or a loved one. And I laughed for no lie about 
no cap. No cap. No cap. I laughed for about 40 minutes straight. Like, I could not contain myself. Another tweet goes to at A-J-A-H-L-E-N-N-I. So, Ajalini, I believe it is, who tweeted, wait for it, with a video of a dog rolling their eyes at them. And I just, this right here, like, seeing this dog, <laughs> seeing this dog roll their eyes at them, I just, like, like literally jerks his head and rolls his eyes. Hilarious. So, that's all I found in these Twitter streets this week. So cute. So, y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Sure. So, that ain't no problem. Wow, usually, <laughs> usually, y'all put so much more of a fight. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I, I'm tired, so answer. just get me through it. Y'all have already killed me. <laughs> Yo, legit, my fucking cheeks hurt. No cap. So, so on this week's episode, have y'all seen <laughs> the accent? The, was it? I don't know. Same. Same. Oh, I sound like Skepta. <laughs> Fuck us up. Food. <laughs> what is us? We were listening to some of his tracks before this. Um, so have y'all seen the articles that have been coming out about Amazon, the workers being on strike because the pay is low? Apparently, there was even an article that came out. Actually, let me look up just to make sure and give you guys a source. It was on businessinsider.com. And it was saying an undercover author told the, actually, yeah, okay, they're repeating this from the sun. So an undercover author told the sun that workers at an Amazon warehouse in the UK had to pee in bottles because they were scared walking to a bathroom would cause them to miss their targets. Because apparently, allegedly, they have timed pee breaks. That are only about like a minute, let's say a minute and 30 seconds. But this is based on a like a digital algorithm. So it's not like a person is going to come out the room and be like, yo. Someone has to be watching or something. Right. It's based on an algorithm. And apparently (laughs) every time you go over or take more breaks than you're uh, designated, it gets docked from your pay. Uh... And so one worker or past worker I should say was saying that he actually created a hernia because he was making himself pee fast and hard obviously your body your bladder is not to be treated that way you know what I mean you're supposed to allow it to come out with ease so it started creating problems in his body and a lot of the workers have been revolting but then you keep hearing Jeff Bezos or Bezos I don't know the proper way to say his last name is like the richest man I think he's... What is he worth now? Apparently not a damn. <laughs> they said Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, net worth topped $150 billion last week, wow. making him the richest man in modern history. So thousands of Amazon workers across Europe went on strike. What do y'all think about that? And I've been having this conversation because I was having a conversation last week on a show I went on with a capitalist (laughs) and he was saying how he's a Trump supporter. This is a black man. And it honestly threw me off. Cause he was black. Cause he was black. Yes. And also his reasoning was I asked him what, why would you vote for Trump? And every single reason he mentioned was based on business and finance. And so obviously we have fundamental like different fundamental value systems. Right. I'm existing and non-existent. <laughs> I'm more concerned with human rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Equality, quality of life, 
there was a poll going around on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it, where someone asked, if you had to pay an extra $8,000 on your taxes, right? But that would guarantee that there would be universal health care in the States and no tuition and college all around was free. Would you pay that extra $8,000? Yes. And a lot of people said no. Wow. Because they're thinking about their bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that affects them because $8,000 extra having to pay that is a lot. But what I realized through that poll and through having a discussion with the young man and even this article on how Jeff Bezos is moving is that there are really people who will make money by any means necessary and don't really care about how it affects the rest of the world or who it affects. And so here's my question to you guys. Do you guys think it's possible to be a multimillionaire and not have someone suffer for you to get there? Is that possible? Yes. How so? Because you can follow certain ethical practices and business practices that are um, reflective of like your integrity and of what is important to you. So I don't think you have to necessarily play a dirty game. You know what I mean? In order to become a millionaire. I don't. You got people like Supercent. You know what I mean? With the crayon case makeup company. She ain't bothering nobody. And she's like a multimillionaire. You have people. Who else do we know that has that's like self-made like that as far as like millionaires? Not billionaires because apparently that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but, but even billionaires. Yeah. Like do you think, first of all, do you guys want to be multimillionaires? Is that something yes. that's from your goal? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. And you think that you can get there without stepping on anybody's See, back? Yes. Do you think? I, I do. I don't think you have to be cutthroat like that in order to be successful, finance, and make a lot of money. I don't believe you have to do that. I think if you have strong enough ideas and if you are strategic enough with the execution of them, I think it's possible to like make it without really shitting on somebody else. Because if you had a clothing line, let's say that you are super into fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Your dapper movement, you get a deal, let's say with Target. You mm-hmm. know how Target does those collaborations with high-end fashion houses. You get a deal with Target to do a line of affordable suits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That are like tailored looking and like really well made. Because Target does make really great clothes i had the the jean campaign with them <clears throat> excuse me the denim rather mm-hmm. so okay people are hyped because you're making this clothing that's affordable and they can look you know fancy without having to spend an arm and a leg but then there are the workers who are creating these suits in god knows what country and getting paid God knows what and are expected to work for God knows how many hours. You know what I mean? So it's always someone. That's what I think about, too. Getting the shit then into you the know what you do because that is capitalism. Capitalism is profiting by any means necessary. And if you are con- if you are thinking of workers and fair wages, you know, fair trade laws, you're not going to profit because workers getting compensated properly uh, creating work environments that are healthy and conducive to them. That's all money. You, that's why Apple, you know what I mean? Remember we talked about that on an episode uh-huh. once where they have 
nets, literal nets. From people jumping out the window. Didn't, Outside their windows. Didn't stop me from pre-ordering a phone. And meanwhile, look at us on right here. We all have iPhones. Yep. The mind to own the charger because the battery ain't shit. <laughs> so I know whoever that was was tired of work that day. <laughs> it was like, fuck it. Let's put this shit together. Fuck this shit. But... But you know, it's just how like, dope it's would it be though, about. right? Mm-hmm. If I took that Target deal, right, and I was like, okay, let's do this, and then it made like millions and millions of dollars. It was it was successful, or however much money it made. What if I said, okay, I'm gonna literally find out the factory where this shit is actually made, get a list of the workers that work there, and literally give them money, like give back to them, figure out something, and create some sort of like fund or foundation for people in that community to like help with things or whatever. It's ways that you can do your best to figure out a way to give back. What if Target mm-hmm. didn't want you to do that because it would then expose a weakness in their business model. Then I wouldn't care. I would do the deal, get paid, then go give back anyway. And at that point, Target wouldn't want to deal with the shame anyway. I'm just playing. I would not have bad, dirty business <laughs> like that. I don't know what I would do, but I guess I would figure out some sort of other way to give back. Maybe if not to those very people, because let's be realistic. You just It's impossible to avoid things like that. You know what I mean? That are literally beyond your control. We have to live, we have to function, and we have to do the best we can within what's available to us and what's near us. Right. And so I would just find another way to give back, maybe not to those people, but to somebody else here where I could or whatever, so that I'm still doing some sort of work to help other people. That's important, especially when you have the money and the access to do it and the platform and the visibility and the the voice. You have to figure out a way to have some sort of like um, authentic and genuine charitable effort. You have to. Otherwise, you might as well be a Republican because they don't give a damn about nobody, not even themselves. Have you seen Giuliani and his teeth? He looks like he is. Does he even have? He looks like he has wooden teeth. Oh, my God. Like Rudy Giuliani literally looks like he is dry riding from the inside out. He does. And so I would rather not do that and be kind to other people and help them as much as I could if possible. And it's tricky because, like I was saying, the conversation I was having with the young man when he was explaining, you know, the different um, business cylinders he was hoping Trump hit. And actually, he was saying Trump hit them already. So on his end, Trump's doing an incredible job in his presidency, which was like so startling to hear. And I brought up the immigration situation with the kids in the ch- in the cages, the detention centers, how they're creating more detention centers. So obviously, like this is a long term plan. And apparently, I think I read an article that said a billion dollars has been made from these centers. So this wow. is a profitable business model that most more than likely is not going anywhere. So what he tells me is that these detention centers, which I did research and he was right, they're not new. They were under Obama as well. The fuck does that have to do with it with what's going on now? I agree because my thing is that's almost like saying, well, there was a devil, you know what I mean? Right. That's I mean, and <laughs> there shit. was a devil in there before, so I'm I'm uh pushing for more devils and more levels. And that's the part that like my brain wasn't able to process. But like I said, when you realize you're in the room with someone with just different core yeah. values, he is a businessman. He he literally didn't even flinch at the thought of the kids in the cages because that's not his concern. And he said it straight up. He was like, I'm not an idealist. 
And so it got me thinking, you know, when I was on my way home, I was like, is it silly to think that you could try to save the world even by you being one person who is not contributing, even though we are contributing because we all have iPhones. Yep. Even me doing that Target deal. Um, and y'all don't even know, I turned down a Walmart deal. I turned down an H&M deal. I turned down like five different deals in that month because it was just a really good month for campaigns for me. But I was like, I can't do them all. You know what I mean? Like I even Target was different and hard for me in a lot of ways because I know I know, you know, the Target has some. Yeah, you know, it's too big, too many departments in the store. It is a massive store. And there's so many of them around the world. So it's like, I can only imagine what the workers' conditions are. And that was weighing heavy on me. But then I was also thinking of the pressures of fashion right now on Instagram and people trying to to keep up with the Joneses and everyone has Gucci this and, you know, Gucci down to the socks. And, and Fashion Nova. Fas- Fashion Nova. You know, and there's all, well, Fashion Nova's cheap, nah, so that's nah. different. <laughs> but, you know, most people are wearing like, like the Lisa Nicole connection, <laughs> shit like that. I understand what you're saying. But these youngest just feel pressured to wear designer shit, you know, and so I thought, well, how cool would it be if here I come with $20 jeans? You know what I mean? And like flipping it and showing and and having a dope photo shoot in a local neighborhood in a fucking laundromat. You know, that's what I was thinking. I wanted to kind of cut through in that sense. Like you could still be fresh and fly and pop in. And I'm an influencer with hyper visibility wearing $20 jeans. Boom. Here's my campaign. You know what I mean? I'm not doing Louis Vuitton campaigns. I would do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I just wanted to show you that like, it's all good. High end, low end. Right. Wear what the fuck you want. It's no such thing as like, oh, she's broke. That's good work, friend. That's good work. Well, that was my intention. But then there's also the dark side that you know exists as well of who made those jeans. Who made those jeans? And then it's just that it's that inner turmoil because it's like, how much can you really do for the world? And I'm trying my best. Like you see, even with products, like all my beauty products, I make sure like after I went to Togo, remember, and I watched the women and seeing how they're getting paid a fair wage and how they're living. That really affected my heart. So I've been more mindful of where my money goes. Who are the brands? Are they paying and following fair trade laws? But, you know, we're human yep. and we live in a major city and we do things out of convenience, like even having an Apple phone, knowing that it's not even the best phone on the market. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the most stylish and the most coolest and the most popular phone. But we all know it's not the best phone. We even know the MacBook is not the best Mac, but we still buy it. I don't know about that one. I was disagreeing with the phone thing. <laughs> See, I was disagreeing about the My Mac's been running, you know, strong for some years now. Look here. Well, what are your thoughts or something? I really think that it's hard to say that I want to save the world and become a millionaire and make sure that everything is copacetic because I feel like you always do get business people that will at some point or another try to, like, cut a corner. So let's say, you know, you are the brand and they come to you and they want you to do something. You're like, fuck, yeah, like, let's do it. But let's see how your operations run. And they show you some shit that's like, like, oh, this is the neighborhood. This is the community. This is how we run things. And the minute your ass walk out the room, it's like, all right, y'all niggas is fire. We about to do this shit overseas. I Just the other day, I was talking to customer service for Grubhub. Not to be rude, 
But it was some people from overseas and they did not know what the fuck was going on or how to handle my shit. And I, it kind of was fucked up because I'm like, I need to speak to a supervisor because I'm realizing these people don't know what they're doing. And it's not that they outsource them from they, the third world. Right. And yeah. so when I say I need to speak to a supervisor, then they throw my ass right back over to America to somebody who actually has to give me my money back. And I was like, this is really fucked up. Like, I know you have to cut a corner to do this. But at the same time, like, it just kind of fucks y'all up even more. Because what if I'm one of those customers that don't want to do customer service on the phone? Then I write a long ass email. Then you really got to deal with some shit. Or if I just decided to get my lawyer and the cops involved and do some shit with the company, like people don't think about stuff like that. And when it it does reach like a a certain level of the chain, people kind of see past the brand because they just want to see who the business behind the brand is. And sometimes you can be both. But at the same time, I feel like when you're dealing in the realm of millions or anytime you're dealing with lots of moving parts and anything, and I feel like if you make millions, you got to have a lot of shit going on. Like, and even if you just have a few big things going on, like there still has to be like a lot of parts of those big things that you have to look into. And when you're doing jobs, whether it's, clothing related or anything we have to build something mass it ends up in some bullshit like i was reading part of what you just said with this amazon story they in different countries have different issues with bezos like right like i I saw in italy they mad at him because they can't even negotiate trying to get a salary because of anti um the fucking anti uh strike laws and I'm just like, damn, they can't even strike to try to get a better life right. because of the damn country. And, you know, he when he's making this company, he's looking into shit like that. So he knows how far he can go to do shit. And then oh, if you they, know that's strategic. And then when, and when you're a big business and you start making so much money, you can pretty much get away with anything you want anyway. Just like what you're saying with the, the iPhone. They can get away with the stories coming out about people killing themselves and still say, all right, well, you know, we still putting out two new phones next year and new iPod and, and still make all this money because nobody's going to say damn, like, we really need to start focusing on human rights and how shit, how people are treated or where we're really going to buy our stuff. Because if we were, if we really were that responsible, you know, you care about your hair products and your face and everything, but not everybody has made that change or figure, or made that change consistently even. Because I feel like when it comes up, like, buy black. Well, people, not we, all of us, but, you know, we, some of us are just like, buy black for the season. And it's like, oh, damn, I done ran out of my black soap. Let me take my ass down to the right end and get some dub. <laughs> well, mm. as I'm saying, sometimes convenience is what cuts the ability to be that, like, um, zeroed in on more sustainable brands. And, and I've tried to do it even with clothing. You know, like, I've looked into... What about Tom's? Do well, they really give the well, shoes that's what back? I'm, well, I mean, I don't know. I've never... Follow their, you know, who you, knows? Because you know be, they was buy one pair, get, uh, give yeah, a pair. Yeah, and a kid in like Peru gets a pair of shoes. But I tried for a long time to shop from brands like that. Like let's say a Tom's um, or those uh, clothing brands that they're a lot smaller, but the clothing is expensive, mm-hmm. you know? And because obviously that's the thing, similar to the guy asking, would you pay $8,000 extra on your taxes if you know it's going to help everyone? Well, guess what? Your clothing might be a little more expensive if you do want workers getting fair wages as well as their work environment being uh, catering to their health, you know what I mean? If they're in there for hours sewing and uh, on the assembly line, you want uh, uh, labor conditions to be strong and healthy mm-hmm. for them to do well. So that's also going to be expensive, though. Somebody has to pay for that. You know, it's fucked up. And that's why they cut corners, because they don't want to pay for that. And then we end up with stores like Forever 21 paying 
you know, 20 bucks where they call fast fashion because you watch for me, fast fashion means you wash it once. <laughs> she <laughs> you done. can never wear it again. Take it out the washer, put it right in the trash can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's frustrating because I just be wanting to help the world. But even the dude when he was like, I'm not an idealist and I'm like, is it possible? Like, I don't want to say I'm becoming pessimistic because I've seen the impact. I mean, look at LeBron James. Man. The school he just created. How amazing is that? Where the kids' parents are going to be offered GED programs. Yep. Um, the kids are all guaranteed college tuition at, what is it, Akron University in Ohio. Uh, what else? They If they live within two miles, they have free transportation. Yep. All tuition for the schooling is free. The school got cable. <laughs> it does. School got cable. The school dances are off the chain. The Here DJ is go. good. The school got screen. The school got them security doors and metal. The metal screen doors. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> them heavy security doors. The school got bars on the window. No, I'm just playing. It's a great school. I'm I mean, so proud it of is him. Mind blowing. Yeah, the business model that he's created for the school. Yes. And imagine. Obviously, it's not going to be the only one. Hopefully, it's a blueprint. That would be amazing if it can become a template for school models. Could you imagine if all schools catered to parents' education? You know, had kids guaranteed free college tuition. You know how many more kids would actually go to college if they could afford it and not coming out of college in debt? Yeah. You know how that sets you up for life to come out the gate with, without forty to $100,000 in loans that you then have to try to pay off while also paying for your rent and groceries and life? He is just like LeBron is really knocking it out the park when it comes to doing something with himself and with his wealth and leaving a legacy. He's really literally creating a legacy. And he kind of to me is a model for like, let's say the NBA is, sucks. You know what I mean? They literally <laughs> are working these black men bodies down to the bone. You know what I mean? Where they all have injuries. Look at the um, what is it? The football the head injury. The head injury. Oh, those concussions, yeah. Oh, I forget what it's called when they have to do those scans and mm-hmm. realize, oh my God, the things that they go through. Same thing is going on on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, too. Same thing. You know, you have to think about that. So it's just dangerous, entertaining in general in that way. Oh that type of sport is dangerous. But it just makes me sad that, you know, the black men are used this way. You don't see any black men owning any teams because it's kind of like a boys club. You know, where the white guys just kind of keep that within yep. their friend groups and mm-hmm. their families and their wealth brackets or financial tax brackets, rather. So, but, you know, black men are playing and making them rich and making the teams bigger. You see all the fights on who's won what team and who's making what money. It's just insane. They probably are so rich. It is a wealth bracket. They got wealth brackets in that bitch. Right? <laughs> oh my God. But I think it's beautiful that even with that business model... LeBron knew what he was getting himself into. Clearly, he has an amazing financial team. Yeah. You know what I mean? That invested properly, knew how to flip his money, helped him expand, and now he has invested in this school. What a beautiful thing. And so he's giving back to kids. You know what I mean? Giving back to black kids. Where is the school? Do y'all know what neighborhood? It's in Ohio. It's in um, his hometown. Is he from Akron? Yes. Okay. 
LeBron James. <laughs> but I just can't. Like, to me, I guess that's the best way to do it. Do what you got to do to make the money. And then it's a matter of what do you do with the money when you get it. Right. Do y'all think that that's the only way? That's literally the only way because everything else is out of your control. And as long as you're doing the best with what you can have some sort of effect or impact on, your work is done. So LeBron James, he played in the NBA. He made millions and millions of dollars doing so. Of course, you know that somebody there has some sort of business practices or something that was less than ethical. You know that. You of could course. go, yeah, into the jersey manufacturing, whatever you want to talk That's about. That's what I'm saying. Right. The NBA as a whole, just sports entertainment. So yeah. for him, right, then to take that fame and that money that he made in that industry and do something like that, opening that school and investing in the education of a community as a whole, literally like turning corners for people financially. And as far as their future is concerned, that is immeasurable in value, immeasurable in impact, immeasurable in in just impressiveness in general, all of that. So hats off to LeBron, and we have all seen that hairline. So for it to be exposed wow. out of hat, you know that means that we are appreciative. No cap. Hats off to hats <laughs> oh off to LeBron. No cap. Uh, the school is called I Promise. Where is it though? The school it's, it is in his hometown. Uh, Ak- yeah, because they partnered with Akron Public Schools to open it. There you go. Mind blowing. So maybe that's the trick. Akron, Akron. Get your money, which is is still hard for me, you know, because one thing I will say that you said we don't have a choice. I think we do have a choice. Okay. It's just that it's a difficult choice. You know what I mean? Because if you're trying to support sustainable business models with everything, let's say everything from the toothpaste you use, the clothing, um, what else? The car you drive. (laughs) I don't know where condom manufacturers are, but I'm sure I mean, even was, those, who knows what right? they go through. I saw a, a documentary showing the factory workers that make rubber bands. Like, I mean, it's... Exactly. You know, kind of so. It's every detail of our lives. Somebody is suffering for us to have the convenience of the product down to the detergent we use. I mean, it's... If you really think about it, and that's the thing, you don't want to, like, go crazy thinking about it. But if you really sit in your apartment and think of all the people that have had to suffer for you to have the things that you have. TVs, PlayStations, <laughs> any sort of gaming system. All of your footwear. Flat irons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Flat irons. Pressing combs. <laughs> all of that golden hot, them golden hot curling irons and all of that. Where is it made? Okay. <laughs> I would love to do a documentary that like follows a lot of these projects down to where it's being sourced and made and speak to the workers. Wouldn't that be like an amazing project, even though you probably get killed for that? Because, (laughs) you know, these major brands don't want that exposed. Mm -mm. Because that'll show a, you know, a weakness in their armor. Hmm. And it's such a boys club. Every inch of this building before we leave. Right. And they're like, nah, you can't see the niggas downstairs that we ain't paying properly. Right. But I really, I don't know. It's got me really thinking about, can you really be a billionaire without somebody suffering for it? Is it possible? I low key don't think so. And I just think that because of on the small scale, like you didn't hit it with the clothes and the, the iPhone and all that shit. So it's like, imagine doing like even, never mind. I'm not going to say that on here. Say it. What? I'm just thinking about like, look at people when they have their big clothing empires, like Fat Farm back in the day and shit like that. Like, 
at some point they had to, you know, have a like, you know, are you going to use this T-shirt for this type of quality or are you going to use this for this type of quality? And let's say you want higher quality and then it ended up being more expensive. So then you go to a factory where you could pay the people a little bit less to, you know, cut costs. Like well, someone, that's capitalism. And someone so somewhere. the highest profit. Literally. And, that's, and somewhere, someone somewhere in your team or your system is going to make a decision that might not be reflective of you and you still right. going to profit off of that. So it's kind of like. Damn, I'm still they're working under you and trying to create the most profitable business right. model. Right. And you might not even be aware it might of take, how they did that. Right. And it might just be one person in the team unless everybody's thinking like, well, you said we get money. So this is how we do. And it's like, we'll come back to power. We'll, we'll double back to this when we get to power. That's what we'll <laughs> do. Because, you know, running them type of businesses, too. And you see sometimes drugs be in the game. Like somebody has to suffer, whether you're taking over somebody's territory or you pulling out more even, inventory. Yeah, and I think drugs is an amazing example because <laughs> think of your neighborhood, the druggies that have to physically, literally suffer for you to get to the top. So then how the much you, and then how much you're going to cut a product too? It's right. like layers, levels, devils. I saw one tweet by this girl named Overdramatic, and she said, no offense, but there's no way to get to the top without stepping on a lot of people, without erasure and without exploitation. So many of the people you admire are probably sociopaths. I've witnessed how some people move in art, fashion, and media. media. Sociopaths. And I was so stunned by that because... I believe it. Say names or keep it on the playground, first of all, because you can't go that far. (laughs) Say names or keep it on the playground. Second of all, that's her experience with somebody. That don't mean that that's how them people know I'm just playing. (laughs) No, but honestly, especially in fashion, you know that that's how you make Mm -hmm. your money. How do you think these brands are selling attitude like ponchos for ten thousand dollars shannon since shannon stokes actually made a great point on twitter today about why it was so revolutionary that beyonce has this creative control over her september vogue cover issue and she's handpicked this young black photographer um and he was saying how fashion the people at the top of the game in fashion it's a very very small tight-knit circle group of friends of period in every industry though that's just how they stay at the top And it literally, the decision makers, they all know each other. They all talk to each other. They all use the same people. It's just kind of is what it is. And it's something that is not really gone against. And so the fact that that's kind of been disrupted and in such a a emphatic way, as far as like Beyonce choosing a young black photographer, he was also saying how it's so dope because now that uh, Instagram is as popular as it is. It's giving photographers a whole new way to be exposed. Before it was hard for your work to even be seen because it's such a small group of people at the top of the circle. They're using the same photographers. They're using the same people. Well, now that you have Instagram, so many people are able to showcase their art right. and kind of be put on. So, you know, it's just time. It's time. I'm telling you, it's time for change. It's time. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it got me thinking about that. Yeah. Got you in your feelings. Kiki. Right. Mm-hmm. It really did. Cause I, I don't know. I'm, there's a part of me too that and this is actually going to tie into my wellness segment where when I think about millions and billions of dollars, I'm always like, how do you make that on an integrity heart based business model? <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like, my goal is to show that it's possible. 
I've never seen it done. <laughs> I don't know billionaires that, you know what I mean? That there isn't someone suffering for them to have that. I don't know. I've read up on a lot of the ones that end up on Forbes, but all of them have like warehouses somewhere. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And it's always based on some a poor person wow. breaking their back somehow. Someone being oppressed and exploited, like the young lady said in the tweet. Very true, because you see Rashida Frost just did a feature in Forbes like two months ago. Rashida from Love and Hit. I swear to God, I'm not joking or blowing it out of proportion. Seriously, that happened. Right. She had a feature in Forbes. So for you to say somebody got to be exploited or, you know, whatever, that's literally what happened. She's got a whole storyline about her husband having a baby. I'm serious, too. It's funny, but it's true. She's got a whole storyline about her husband having a kid out of wedlock during their marriage. This was in the Forbes article? No, but this was in her life, which got her the popularity for people to buy the clothes from her online boutique, which made her expand into a retail store, which made her expand into a bigger one, which made her expand into Houston. And now she has all these business features. Where she's making all this money, but it was at the cost of putting her business like that out there on TV. <laughs> so there you go. I know you're joking, but I'm I will dead say serious. One connection too is even with becoming successful in this day and age, there is a form of exploitation that you have to be down to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's uh, talking too much about your life or talking too much about other people's lives. Like, there's a game you have to play to reach the top. Yeah. That's true. And that's why I stopped. <laughs> that's why you stopped, you said? Hell yeah. Once I realized... Because I think I saw a lot of this happening on Twitter. Like, when people just try to, like, say too much or do too much to get, like, attraction, att- attraction or some traction. Right. It's just kind of like, mm, I don't really care this much about shit no more. Just because I feel like I like when people talk to each other and like you know are laughing and shit. That's why I can appreciate Zoe because he by his damn his damn self, but you can tell he's actually like having a good ass time or making people laugh and shit. He but then me, so people much. just want to hit that lick sometimes, and then that lick don't hit back. It's like you can't do nothing with it unless you're one of them comedians that just actually are funny. Like there are people that are funny like Zoe, but then there are some people that just kind of just try to get on the trend just to make it because they see other people had to sacrifice some or exploit themselves a little bit to make it. Right. I saw who was it? You y'all like just hilarious. Yeah, like just hilarious. She's really funny. So she, um, when XXX had passed, she was crying about it on her Instagram because she said that she had made fun of him a lot when he was alive, and it kind of affected her to think. Obviously, that didn't contribute to his passing in any way, but she felt guilty of it contributing to a lot of the darkness that he was experiencing, you know, she had like a whole video. I'm sure it's still up. I don't know if she took it down. Um, But then just this week, I saw her like commenting something, making fun of someone, you know, so it just (laughs) made me laugh because I was like, that's just the game, you know, like a couple weeks she's crying. Now she's back at it in the shade room comments. And (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, that's just the game, you know what I mean? And so I think, I don't know if she genuinely likes doing that, and this isn't even to single her out. No, yeah. As comedians, I think that's always been the nature of comedy. Even right. when you go to a comedy club, they're going to point at you if you're sitting in the front rows. They're going to make fun of your outfit. Oh, you know? DC Young Fly gets somebody in the audience every time. Right. You're going to make fun of your face. You know, it's just part of, I think, even culturally, just how we grew up. So I don't even think it's like anything she's doing intentionally to hurt people's feelings. Um 
But you have to admit when you play into that, it's going to be funnier. People like to see things like that. So I just, I don't know. It's just been thinking about success as a whole. Just the games that you have to be willing to play. And like who gets the shit under the stick of your success. And if if that's the dynamic that it it always has to be. Is does there have to be a shit on the end of the stick for you to be successful? Only when you're talking about like cosmetology school, because everybody knows like the people who you first like practice on or whatever, they kind of get the shit into the stick when it comes to the hairdos <laughs> or whatever. But after you get more experience and get a clientele, you know, you get good and you can bless people. They start saying you have growing hands or starter blessed barber. hands. Not gro- a starter barber. Yeah. Do not put I've me in the starter barber <laughs> Do not put me in the SEC. So that's the only industry I can say that, you know, works that way. Well, mm-hmm. Thank you for that contribution. <laughs> thank <Kim>. you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 90 Day Countdown known around the world. TLC's hit show, 90 Day Fiance, is taking you on a journey from the very beginning and going before the 90 days, and it's about to get real. These couples fell in love online, but there's just one thing. They've never met. Until now. Seven American singles are traveling across the globe and risking it all for love. When they arrive in a foreign country, will their soulmate be there to meet them, and will they turn out to be who they say they are? Can a single mom from New Mexico find true love with an ex-con in England? Is a rambunctious 52-year-old from Georgia too much for her 29-year-old Nigerian sweetheart? I can already tell you the answer to that is yes. It's going to be a wild ride full of culture shock, language barriers, and unexpected twists and turns. Can these relationships survive? Will there be any proposals? Will there be any pregnancies? Tune in to 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days on TLC to see who will get down on one knee. The new season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days premieres Sunday at Eight on TLC and streaming on TLC Go. So y'all ready to jump into this week's wellness segment? Yes, we are. So okay, so one thing that we do at my wellness retreat, and this is uh, shout out to Haas. Oh, we got a mini retreat. Oh, right? let me sit, sit right. Okay, Hold let on. me stretch. Hold on, let me get my my yoga pose ready. <laughs> one thing we do, and this is um, Miriam Haznez. Uh, segment on the retreat. Obviously, I won't give away her whole segment because then it would defeat the purpose of people coming. Mm. But one thing about it that I think ties into our hot button conversation is just your idea of money. What is your relationship to money? When you think about money, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? Like, what's your relationship to it? It just gets me where I need to go or whatever I want need to do. Right. Access. My relationship to money is just access at this point. That's it. That's it. That's how you view it. Mm-hmm. What about you? And peep, I feel the same way as you. And people with money don't talk about it. Right. It's not. So it's not anything that after you're after you're around people that are really wealthy, it kind of shapes the way that you look at wealth and money as far as it being something you're wide eyed and, you know, really impressed by. And so you start to understand that the benefit of money is simply like access, like you said, Asante, and just not having certain worries that we have. So it makes you look at like money differently. So I'm not like super impressed by people having a lot of money anymore, like I used to be at one point in time. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, you know. Do you think you have the ability to make it with ease? No. No? Mm-mm. What? 
is in the way of you making it easily. Well, it depends on what ease it means. You know what I'm saying? Ease means you set a specific goal of how much money you want to make and then you go and make it. Literally, just like that. I'm I'm not at the uh, this current juncture. No, but that's because I just had to get quiet. Like, <laughs> well, you you fucked me up because I asked myself that question back. Like, am I able to have access with ease? Is what I like heard you ask me back in my head. So I was like, damn. Like, how do I get my access? And like, how do I give? Like, how do I trade that off? And I think to myself when I used to work at that restaurant, I was making money, and so I had my access. But at the same time, because I was working in that restaurant, and I didn't really work towards my other shit outside outside of it, I wasn't really using that access appropriately. So, like, now that I am outside of that and I'm, like, in different places and different spaces doing what I want to do, like, now how I view my money to spend access, like, actually, yeah, I kind of do because I still get to travel as much as I want to and I'll be, having, I'll be able to do what I need to do when I'm on the road, so. Right, to the a things point, that money, you're hoping money will allow you to do. Right. Right. So, to a point, only because I, I still... I still raise my goals to want more access. Right. But I want, I, I literally want more access so I can provide more access. Mm-hmm. Amen. Same here. And I ask that because one of the things that came up the most when we would ask the women, like, or rather, Haas would ask the women to write down, when I think of money, I think, you know, and have. I think of a and, place. <laughs> Sorry. And most people think that money is evil. They, yeah, it's very mm. common. It's a very common sentiment that they think money's evil. When you ask them, what do you think of rich people? They think rich people, kind of tying into the hot button issue, are usually bad people who are exploiting in order for them to be there, to be in that position. So there's always like a lot of negativity attached to their thoughts of money. And the thing about that negativity is that money, like anything, is energetic it's a vibration so if you're putting out literally you know you i've talked to you about this before when you walk into a room you ever stand next to someone and just their energy you're just like ugh, like yeah it literally repels you and you don't even know why because they didn't say a word to you you don't know them from jack (laughs) but what you do know is you don't want to be around it i just don't want it you just don't want it (laughs) and so you go to the opposite end of the room or for whatever reason, you're like, I just can't fuck with that person. I don't know what it is. Have you ever been on the train and had to get up? Have like, you ever what? Been on the train and like had to get up? Because right. normally, you know, if I have if my seat, I'm good. With, but then it's like, you mm-hmm, and it's can't something do whatever you got going. like on a vibrational level that you're like, this is not in alignment with how I want to feel. So think about it. If everything has that, everything, even this desk, this table, these mics, whoever walks into a room, it's the same thing with money. So if you're putting out that it's evil, that rich people, you know, are exploitative, what happens is you're creating that block where money and you are repelling each other. Mm. So I kind of love that neither one of you mentioned it being a negative thing at all. For you, it's access, which is great because that's kind of what I had to train myself to believe. I'm one of those that thought money was an evil thing. Even in the beginning of my career on the internet, I was always afraid to take campaigns because my fear was like, oh, you know, I, I want to seem like I'm for the people. <laughs> Everything I do is for the betterment of people. I want to stay within like an integrity business model and I can't accept these. Like I couldn't work with L'Oreal's, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. all these bigger brands because I knew that someone was being exploited in some end and I didn't want to be a part of that ecosystem right. of... Poverty being 
exploited so that these brands can be in the billions. And then you giving them access. And then I'm giving them energetic access, not only to me, to, but to the platform that I've created. And so that's how they continue. The is the baby. In, in complete and total infancy, as a matter of fact. So but that's how they continue to form Voltron, through using our energy, all of us, all the beauty gurus, the hair girls, all of our energy just spread all throughout Instagram and all social media platforms. I just didn't want to be a part of that. But then, you know, it's like, well, then how do you grow? <laughs> how do you grow if you just never want to work with anybody? And so I just had such a fear. But then you think of like how LeBron flipped it. You know, where he tapped into the ecosystem to get what he needed to get so that he could move forward and create a new ecosystem. Smart, 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 smart. He literally created an ecosystem outside of the ecosystem he's a part of because I didn't hear a mention of basketball in that school. Did you hear anything having to do with sports? No. Or at least it being the emphasis or the focus. No. Training camps, nothing. Think about it. He literally created an ecosystem outside of it. I was even here, I was listening to, um, have y'all seen Jerry Seinfeld's new show on, well, it's not new, but it's on Netflix. Uh, comedians in cars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was saying how he doesn't let his kids use the internet. And he said the only reason is because he heard that uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Bill Gates, and I forgot who the third person was, but they're all like, you know, big tech powerhouses. They don't let their kids use the internet. <laughs> Man, some shit. So you got to think about that. They literally created their wealth by creating this parasitic ecosystem that we are all a part of and give our energy to and make bigger. They then gave us all the drugs and now they tell the kids they can't have it. Stay they away from it. it. Man. An ecosystem outside of an ecosystem wow. is literally the only way to make it work. And so that's when I kind of started realizing that's the only way I'm going to save. Not that I'm trying to save the world. I have to get off of that horse. But I'm just trying to contribute a better energy, better conversation, better things to think about and better business models. That's like what I hope to contribute to the world. Yes. Yep. And I think that's the only way to do it. I always said like when I make it, I'm going to like pay for somebody to go to school every year. Like since my right. college or yeah. scholarship, like stuff like that. Things like that. That's but, the goal. But now you got me thinking like... <laughs> making money <laughs> so that we can do all of these things but just something I wanted people to think about because I know people have a lot of mental blocks when it comes to finances there was even one girl I remember she shared with us and she you know we talked about it even outside of that she was saying that a lot of her mental blocks come from her family Wow, oh, yeah. you know like just their relationship with money was always terrible and so she kind of just inherited that dynamic of lack of always bills always being paid late you know what I mean and just not having the organization and the discipline and the focus prioritizing and just sort of letting that part of her life the finances and bills fall to the wayside and kind of become this ulcer for her you know and and just those things you have to be mindful of like what am I telling money it means to me what is the relationship I have with it is it stressful? Is it tense? Am I telling money that it's evil? What dynamic? Similar to a relationship with a man or a woman or whoever you're with. What is our dynamic? 
Right. Mm. Is this healthy? Is it sustainable? And is this the dynamic I want? We talk about partners, writing in our journal, about our you know, list of what we want. You have to have I'm the same conversation. Right? <laughs> you have to have the same conversation with money. Literally write it out. I think that would be a great journal entry. Pretend you are writing to money. Money as an energy. Don't think of it in terms of like the actual notes. Put but a little think dollar of in money. There. Right? Think of money as a as an energy. Picture like a yellow light. What would you tell it? What kind of relationship do you want it to have in your life? Or placement, I should say. When I was younger, <laughs> I, I don't even really remember this, but I remember something. It was other it was an envelope. My mom used to keep her Bible. And I feel like it was like <laughs> Uh, a check or something like you know the rent whenever the rent was coming like they had to keep that that checking of the bible and so that makes me i love that's in the bible <laughs> right like you know the lord is gonna bless us with rent this month so i'm keeping this check in here <laughs> oh, in the bible. <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to have um she used to have a shelf where there was always money on it like anytime she had money she'd uh empty her purse and her pockets as soon as she got home and it would be full of coins and dollars and singles. And she would always say, we will always have what we need. We will never not have money. Hey, and that man. shelf was always full somehow. We did not come for money and no, by any means. But she just always made sure that I saw it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if it was just singles. But she was like, we are always going to have money. And that shelf was never empty. That was something that I always remember, always kind of stuck with me in money. I've always been able to make money. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of it ties into the relationship that my mom showed me. She was always really good at saving. Bills were always paid on time. She had to go get an extra job. I barely saw her. You know what I mean? But one thing she didn't let was financial complications become, or challenges, I should say, become a part of our life. Ever. That just wasn't something she a dynamic she allowed. And so I kind of took that on, which is why, like, I don't have financial challenges right now. And I'm just, you know, so I'm like, parents, be mindful of the relationship you're showing your kids you have with money because we definitely inherit those habits. Yes. Yep. Even when you don't think you don't think we're watching. So something to consider. Talk to money as an energy and tell, wow. it, tell it what you want it to be in your life and see how things change. I wonder what the conversation is going to be like when they put Harriet on that $20 bill and you looking at Harriet Tubman's face talking to money, telling you, telling the money how it makes you feel. <laughs> face to face know. with I don't young think that's Harriet. Happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the crew we have in business now. Right. Oh, <laughs> they gonna put Harriet's neck on the twenty dollar bill, like reminder to you, motherfuckers. You will get lassoed and hung up around oh, this month. No, now let's mm, move mm, on mm. to Mr. Music, man. What you got for us this week, Asante? Reconsider. Sorry, that's been on my heart since you just said consider, <laughs> and so I thought about the Chandelas. <laughs> Welcome to the Music Man segment, the segment that we get to talk about all the awesome shit that we've been listening to, and then some. Um, it's been a good year for music. It's been a great year for music. I actually love the fact that people are hotter this year than they were last year. Um, there are people that I feel like I need to just keep talking about until they continue to pop. Um, we talked about Toby Lou last week. Um, I've talked about Toby Lou in the past. I showed you the shorts. Toby Lou is just a Chicago rapper that I feel like I always have to talk about until like he really pops off and makes it. Um, and I just love the Chicago crew. I think I already talked about Chance and his four tracks. 
Um, I said last week or the week before that I've been listening to um, I Might Need Security and Workout the most. I'm still listening to those two, and I've gotten into 65th and Ingleside a little bit more. So I'm still, and I have a top three out of the four. But um, outside of that, I was having some throwback, like, alternative rock moments. Oh, yes. Um, gym class heroes, thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, Travis McCoy. Um, and then even Fallout Boy, you know, on that one mm. song, uh, uh, Cupid's Chokehold, he's on there. So I just had, like, a really, really cool moment with that. And it actually took me back to MySpace because <laughs> on uh, the second album, the goat. Uh, Gym Class Heroes, their second album, um, As Cruel as School Children, is when Gym Class Heroes had the new Friend Request song, which was like the MySpace song. So that really fucked me up. And it was like a really good, um, just nostalgic moment for me to hear this nigga rap about MySpace and how we thought it was the <laughs> shit and rapping about the top eight and all that. And it was a very, and it's a very well produced track. I really like when I can find tracks that I love then that I still love just as much, if not more, now that I would like to hear on the radio. So new friend request was a bomb like pick. New friend request. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he rapping about time and all that shit. I was just like, damn, like that was the shit. <laughs> um so I just had to like do some honorable mentions to start the 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 segment off. And then let's hear what you guys have been listening to. Can you imagine when we're like years from now and people are, we listen back to songs about the gram? Do it for the grand. Oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. Just like, uh, what was the other song? Oh, the go- Down in the DMs, you know. You know, like, still, how old is that going to sound? Cause, right. Because like still relevant. Years. Still still will go off in the club and still be relevant. Like, no, like new friend request is done because, you know, MySpace is done. But, like, there are some songs that it's just like, when will they, the run actually end? Because <laughs> MySpace couldn't reinvent itself the way that Instagram and uh, Twitter does. Um, What did I, I fell into Ryan Leslie. <sighs> Oh man! Rabbit hole okay. this weekend. Where did you start and where did you end? Let, I have to have the whole. You know, Ryan Leslie's one of my like really friends. And you know what made me sad? On Spotify, it says he only has a hundred and forty three thousand listeners monthly. I was like, Are you kidding? Ryan me? Leslie. Ryan fucking Leslie. Listen, girl, I ain't a man of a thousand words, but from the bread I make, even the crumbs struck a thousand birds. I don't worry about the way I live, because I try and I'm not too much by the way I give. Yeah, I realize shoes ain't oh, enough Oh, you really you. love Ryan Leslie. I'm telling you. You know his verses. There, this, there was a song called You Think You Know, and it was by this dude, Corey Latif Williams, and he used to do demos, and he used to be an artist. He had an album, I remember it, but he demoed... Um, that Sherry Dennis song, I Love You. Oh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Yo, um, what was the reality show? Where making the band. To, making the band where they had to do the choreography and, and they played that song over, over and, and over again. And over. But do you remember in the, uh, the I Love You video and they were in it? I was like, oh, look at Danny Kane making a little cameo in the video. Or, or they were in the, yeah, no, they were in the I Love You video. Man, but I, um, out the out of the blue. What would you do? That's like my favorite that, Ryan Leslie song. Look, light, so that's light the a one candle that, for you tonight. Light a candle for you tonight. So that's like my favorite that's Damn, the song friend. that pulled me in. I know, I know, I know. And then I was listening to all his songs. Fell into... I know we're all mad at Fab right now. <laughs> so, it's a tough look, one. But <laughs> what, what, what is it? <laughs> but obviously listening to Ryan Leslie, you oh, know how yeah. it shows the songs that the artists have also been on. Yeah. Uh-huh. It took me to Fab's albums. And remember him with Carrie Hilson... And Fab all, and Carrie Hilson? Yeah. What was the song? Oh my God, hold on. 
You know what it I is. I know what it is. I just can't place it right now. Fabulous got some good ass music in his catalog. Ooh, for real, for real. And you know what? I think that that is uh, Fab and Ryan Leslie together. They were on one of those like tape they masters. They had a good inks, run, and that's why I like got into him because I remember listening. And I was like, "Damn, this nigga is the shit." He had a song like... Oh, everything, every day, everywhere. Dun, 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 oh, dun, I do remember dun, that one. Right? In the uh, <laughs> Losos Way project. But let's get off of him before people get mad at us. <laughs> well, you know, back to Ryan Just a couple Leslie. more tracks, you know, because you there. Right. <laughs> just Right For Me was an all-time favorite of mine. Oh, my God. And then he had a song on that other album you were just talking about uh, called... Uh, Quicksand that I really fucking <gasps> like. Oh man! And what about J- why is gibberish one of his like top listeners? That to stupid songs? fucking song that I could not stop playing and over and over again. And it's in his top five. Spotify is like one of the top five listening songs of Ryan. The piano command. Doom, 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 <laughs> doom, doom, doom. I love like, how much you know him. <laughs> I, to- I told you, Ryan Leslie. And we just saw him. Talk. Remember, we saw yes. him a couple days ago on the street, but we didn't. We didn't fangirl or anything we let him keep walking look and you see I could have fangirled <laughs> we wanted to so badly um, I'm trying to see who else I was listening to okay so there's this group have y'all heard of them they're called Next Town Down no it's five dudes apparently they met on social media and they all make music got together to jam out they're all from like completely different cities which I think oh, is so cute they? yeah like around the country they're really young. One of them is like 16. Mm-hmm. I think the oldest one is like 22. Um, and they're called Next Sound Down. They have this song called Easy. It's very throwback vibe. I need it. Dope. Right? Dope. I'm feeling They have it. like a throwback. It kind of reminds you of the B2K days. Dope, dope, <laughs> dope, 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 dope. And they have, an- they have that one's called Easy. They also have another single called Rock. Both of them are super cute. So definitely check them out. I love the fact that they're babies and it's like a social media band, which to me is <laughs> it's just the way of the world now. They're producers and artists that never even meet and have full out albums together. So. That's just how it goes in the music game now. So I loved it. Um, That's easy? Yes, easy. I just downloaded it. By Next Town Down. That shit sounded good, friend. Right? They sound great. Um, Who else? You know Chris Brown has a song called Overdose. Have y'all heard it? Mm Mm-mm. Is that With someone named Agnes Moe. That's his girlfriend. It's a duet. That's his girlfriend? Mm Mm-hmm. Agnes says his new girlfriend. Hold on. Really? Agnes. Oh, well, I don't know. But it's really nice. It's like a nice R&B record. Um, and I guess, okay, so I fell into another rabbit hole. I fell into Mariah Carey rabbit Ooh, hole. Oh, yes. <laughs> the lambs. You don't even know I'm alive. As I was listening to the Butterfly <laughs> album all weekend, um, I also fell into an Alex Isley Ooh. rabbit hole, which I feel like we haven't spoken about her. Her love art memoirs and dreams and analog albums. Oof. Those are her first two albums, I believe. Oh, God. Into Orbit. We ding, need to do like a whole ding, West Coast. Ding, we need to do our own LA festival. I feel like we know. 
It's too many festivals. You know, festival was the goal, but there's literally one every week now. I know, literally. Literally. Now we can have our own one a week. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it for me. What about you, Dustin? Who are you listening to? Um, Lately, I've been jamming to Dave East, new mixtape, Karma 2. Um, Standout tracks, highly anticipated, featuring Little Dirk. No stylist, featuring, featuring, featuring. How the hell do you feature somebody? Well, hey, never well, mind. I mean. We just got through with the grapefruit lady. <laughs> oh, so, gosh. no stylist featuring Black Boy JB. Um, it's just a great, great mixtape. The first half is kind of slow, but still good. The second half picks up. Also, there's a song by 88 Rising called Midsummer Madness. That is the shit. I've been jamming to that. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Actually, look what I downloaded, y'all. What's in that corner? Oh, Sierra Promise. I had to take it back. Promise by Sierra was a moment. It was a great first single for her second album. I had never heard a song that sounded like Promise ever. And it's just amazing. And I still love it to this day. (laughs) And it don't say AOL Music first listen at the beginning. (laughs) It's actually the real one from iTunes. What else have I been listening to? Um... (laughs) I feel like you, you're talking about me right now. You don't even know it. <laughs> right. Everybody had, a, had that AL music. First listen. I had a version of Promise and it was a, somebody like redid the back and it was like Promise Throat and the beat was just too hot and I had to rip it from YouTube. I was like, I can't believe this is like Promise, promise was already, it, Promise was already hot as fuck. So the fact that the beat was so good, I was like, oh, I can't believe this. I have to have this. One of my friends put me up on this guy named Tyus, T-Y-U-S. is super, super dope. He has a, um, I don't know if this is an album or an EP, but it came out in November of 2017. It's on Warner Brothers Records, um, and it's called Phases, and the music is just dope. So check out Tyus, T-Y-U-S. It's not rap. It's like R&B. Oh, hmm. I'm so... It's kind of cool. Let me see if I can play something. Yes. Yeah. You gotta, you just gotta give it a, you know. It's cute. Give it a minute. Yeah, he gets it up. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, before I end, I had uh to have a couple of moments. Tanache has dropped two singles. Um, one oh, is the second now. Yep. So the first one was like I used to, which I was really really fucking with, and then she now has dropped Throw a Fit, which I'm also really really fucking with. Um. You know, like I used to, it's really nice R&B, really cool, really cute. And then Throw a Fist, really ratchet. It's like Nasty Nashe, which I'm really fucking with. So, Doesn't she have an alter ego? Nashe. Yeah. So, Nashe. So Miss Nashe is in the building. Yeah, I was reading. I just didn't know that was true. You know, stuff happens. I don't, I don't know where she came from. Maybe Nashe's always been there. And we just now getting the introduction. So we will see what Nashe is doing in the future. But um, I'm liking both singles. I, re- I really, 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 really like the first one more than I like the second one. But I really like them both. Um, I don't know the second one yet. The second, the second one is, I mean, I, re- I just like how ratchet she is and how she can just be cute and like really make some like club diddy bop type shit. And like say like, I ain't fucking with y'all like if I don't want to. Like I like when people can make statements like that. So I'm excited for Tanache and everything she has in store for us coming. And I also want to say that a lot of you missed out on some really good tracks on the last album on Joyride. There were some good moments on there. Um, I don't know if I should mention this person because I heard she was problematic and I didn't know. But Queen uh, Queen Nyjah 
I didn't know that. From YouTube? Yes. Do you know who this person is? Well, yeah. So you know the story about her and her, like, boyfriend breaking up and all that stuff? I mean, I don't know, like, everything. Because she's more of a younger demographic. But I know of her because she's a YouTuber. So I watched, like, maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of her Breakfast Club interview. Because I didn't know who she was. I just downloaded the project and I was listening to the music. That popcorn, good. Get you something. Go ahead. She moved. Get you something. Go ahead. So I had to watch this girl's Breakfast Club interview. She's from Detroit. She's talking about how, you know, her and her dude used to make the videos together. And then his ass cheated. So now, you know, she ain't with his ass no more. But the music was so damn good, and I didn't realize she was talk- singing about his ass. And then I ended up watching a music video, and the dude looked like him and all that shit. So it was, like, funny as fuck. But uh, someone told me that she said something about, um, she made a statement about somebody being pretty for a black person or black a, a brown-skinned girl or some shit. And I didn't know she said that. But outside of that, because I don't really know the story there, nobody linked it to me. I'm sure everybody's going to link it to me after this. <laughs> but the project was good. I, I couldn't stop listening. She has the, the first track called Madison. And it's the track where she's talking about, you know, I'm, you know, with another nigga man. Her album is out? Uh, it's an EP. It's five tracks. Okay. Yeah, Medicine, Karma, Mama's Head, Butterflies, and Bad Boy. Those are the name of the tracks. Um, I played it straight through Flying. Um, I remember the first two being really hot. I can't remember the last three, but I remember it being cool. She's really popular. I saw a video of her getting mobbed in Times Square the other day. Well, you know that like young demographic on YouTube don't play. Have you heard her sing? Yeah. Mind you, there are a lot of these YouTube people coming out now, too. Like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Armand and Trey. I think they just mm-hmm. dropped something because uh, they just got signed to Warner Brothers. So I was listening to their project. Uh, yeah, Armand and yeah, Armand and Trey is called The Long Story Short EP. Um, five tracks, super dope. But who I really want to get to, I just have to say this because I'm going to forget. Um, Buddy dropped a project. Oh, I heard the song. Man, I really, really enjoy. Buddy's really good. I really enjoy Buddy. Um, He dropped the whole project. It's 12 tracks. Uh, What's his song, Never? What is it? Not Never. I'm thinking of J.I.D. He has another. He had an EP called Magnolia. and uh, Well, I don't know if you're talking about that, but he's put out um, a few different things. But I remember he had the EP called Magnolia. He had a song with um, Wiz Khalifa. I'm trying to think of the video I saw. He had a video that I just saw. Oh, my God. He's, like, sitting, rapping outside of the window of a car. I haven't seen his videos yet, but um, I know his, one of the popular songs off of this is Shameless. Maybe not. Can you play it? Well, you know, he started <laughs> off with a skit. I'm talking about my struggle shit before everybody came to what the fuck they've been going through, nigga. I done sold weed, nigga, to the stars and just been broke right after. Like, you know Embarrassing that is on my phone. Everybody's like, damn, nigga, you know, all the celebrities, nigga. And then I go home to a motherfucking $800 apartment, nigga. That shit is trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Zinni. You, you wish know, you could have $800 apartment in New York. There. You know what I'm saying? I done been to the moon and back on the label's budget, nigga. Yeah, shake it, shake it. Hey, I told you, hey, I don't want to be famous. I'm trying to get rich, motherfucker. Nah, it's definitely not that one. Yeah. I don't so, know what it was. <laughs> he has uh, 12 tracks. I really, really fuck with um, that track, Shameless. It's called, it has an artist feature called Guap Dad 4000. And then he also has a couple tracks featuring, oh, he has a track with ASAP Fur called Black. Um, is that, oh, this is, is this the song, the black song? Yeah, it's this one. It's this dude, the black dude. Black, black, black on black on black. I feel like I would have remembered that. You never heard that song? Oh my God, I've been hearing this song everywhere. 
you gon' do? What you gon' do? Back and I'm black and I'm acting brand new. Niggas in the back like, oh word. Diamonds are black like, fuck what you heard. Fuck what you heard. Fuck what you heard. Spilling some Hennessy black on the curb. Just for the memory. You ain't heard the black on black song? I don't know that. Yo, I'm like <laughs> tripping oh now. Oh my God. Like, what was the song that I saw? Let me know, but the, I forgot the black the black song has been played everywhere in certain places. I've just walked into certain places and I'm like, why are they playing the black song in here? The black song. Um, but yeah, the name of the project is uh, Harlan and Alondra. I didn't actually go to see if that's his parents' name or if it's for a cousin or something or what that means. But yes, Buddy's project. It might be his Hey Up There record with Ty Dolla Sign. That might be the record. That so I'm the Ty Dolla Sign track. Might be that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know, friend. I know. Like, you don't sound like me <laughs> You don't know, friend. Uh, I legit can't Um, but yeah. I'm gonna look through my history when I get home for my for YouTube and I'll tell you which track it was. Well, thank you for making me play most of the project on here. <laughs> Only because it made me remember that this buddy is the nigga with the black song. <laughs> he is really good though. Yeah, he does like a lot of really cool shit on his project. Like He's more than a rapper. He's an artist, and I can appreciate that. Right. Um, Him and J.I.D. genuinely make me excited for music. For the last thing that I want to talk about for music, I am going to talk about Denzel Curry. Denzel. (laughs) Um, The Taboo Project. It's shit. It's the shit. There are a lot of cool-ass tracks on here, and it's my demographic. You know, one of my favorite songs is Super Saiyan Superman. Um, Cloud Cobain, Mad I Got It. You saw the video? Mm-mm, I haven't watched his videos yet. They good? The video for Cloud Cobain is really good. Oh, I have to go see. But it's very good. <laughs> he, he like, literally creates a clout circus mm-hmm. as a statement for, like, what's going on today. Social statement, obviously. He has a song with J.I.D. that's amazing. I don't know if you've heard it yet. The one on here is Sirens. I haven't made it that Oh, yeah, that so, one's after Cloud... Oh, that one's the one uh, before Cloud Cobain. And I was listening to him on Beats 1. He was saying that J.I.D. sent him his verse and he literally went back and rewrote his because it was so good. Wow. <laughs> he was like, J.I.D.'s the only rapper he's ever worked with that made him go back and rewrite his shit. Because wow. he was just like, came so hard. So the two of them together on that track, obviously they like sharpened each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a good track. Okay, that's the shit. Yeah, you got to listen to it. I tell you, I met Denzel when he was super young. He was on tour with a friend of mine and they toured for months. And so I would obviously go and see some of their tour stops. And he's such a sweet kid. He it was the first one. I remember I told you this a long time ago that he changed my perception of hip hop shows and rap shows because usually rappers just kind of walk side to side on the stage. Mm-hmm. He was the first one I saw that was like jumping so high, like kicking around on the stage, jumped in the audience, was in the mosh pit, literally like kicking people around housing, <laughs> fighting while rapping. Damn. And I was like, I've never seen this energy in my life now it's more common like the whole mosh pit aesthetic I think is common but he was the first one honestly that I saw with that kind of energy that's sort of like rock star we get concert element you know what I mean wow man Denzel's the shit well the new project is the shit so please check it out 
Um, I still like calling him Denzel. I'm sorry. Denzel. I know, I know it's Denzel, but I like saying Denzel. It's so cute to me. Um, <laughs> that's really supposed to be it for this Music Man segment, but I have to tell you all to go download Kiana Lede just one more time because her shit is the shit. I was watching her on Instagram Live, which I never do, and she was entertaining me, and I can't wait for her to come to New York so I can scream her name at a stage concert and be embarrassing because I'm probably too old to be part of her demographic. <laughs> I just really fuck with her music. She was telling a story about how she had to perform and how, like, maybe a couple days before or earlier that day at Soundcheck, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to perform the um, clean versions of your songs. And she's like, well, I already I always curse. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then Soundcheck, I cursed and they cut my mic. And I was like, what happened? They're like, you cursed. You said fuck. And I was like, shit. <gasps> and then she had me Whoa. dying. So then during her show, she cursed and they cut her mic. <laughs> and so she held the mic out to the audience. And because they were all fans of hers, they were singing the songs extra hard. And I was like, that'll be me, girl. So if you come to New York and you curse, I will be right there with the words uh, right there for you. Is so, she from here? No, she's a West Coast bunny. Oh, okay. I don't know where she's from, but I know she lives on the West Coast. I just didn't know if she was part of the, the UK wave nah, of she, R&B singers. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she well, she's from America, okay. but she's not a, a New York bunny. I, I don't know where she's from, but I know she used to act, too, because she was on MTV Scream, mm-hmm. which... You know, young, younger kids. Right. So I know she'd be making the music for the younger girls, but, you know, she makes that fuck you nigga, we ain't doing this shit no more type of music. And I like that. Yeah. She's I like dope. that. So, yes, that is absolutely it this time for the Music Man segment. And now we can take it on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, what do you have for the people? First of all, I want to give some shine to Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. Um, it premiered and drew over 1.2 million viewers over wow. two cable networks. That was great. Um, it was the first installment of a six part documentary on the story of Trayvon Martin, which I'm sure we're all familiar with at this point. But this is a much deeper dive into the story. Um, emotional throws for me. I decided instead of talking about all of the things that we could talk about, let's just talk about all the times it makes you cry. So one of the emotional throws for me was when they were talking about the moment when Sabrina Fulton, who was Trayvon's mom, and his dad, Tracy Martin, were in the room with the mayor of Sanford, Florida, um, and a couple other people listening to the 911 calls for the first time. And hearing that scene be described, it really just, I was walking down the street, um, cause I was rewatching it again, cause I wanted to make sure I had a, an accurate viewpoint. So I watched it again, walking down the street on my phone, and, um, Hearing them respond the way that she reacted to hearing that for the first time, it moved me. So there's a lot of moments like that in it um, where you get a lot more insight into who um, Trayvon and his family were and are, who George Zimmerman is, who he was at the time, all of those things. And this is only episode one to six. So make sure you tune in. Now that we got that shit out the way, let's talk about the trash TV, a.k.a. the soap operas. And I say that because leave me alone about liking Mona Sky Young shows. I feel like everybody, mama and grandmama, I said it for years on the show. They, your grandmother, all of them had guiding light, days of our lives, as the world turns. We got Mona, <laughs> period. So I don't feel bad. Yeah, and passions. <laughs> I don't passions. feel bad. <laughs> like, um, I just don't feel and bad. Tabitha. At all. Like, it's just, it's a great thing to enjoy. So, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood was good this week. Um, it was more of the same. It was more of an extension on all the stories last week that are captivating. Lyrica Anderson got caught in a whole and complete lie, um, about the whole thing with Safari. Apparently, like, 
something went down between her and him and they're trying to get to the bottom of what it was, something inappropriate, whether it was flirtation that went too far, nudes exchanged because her mom said that Safari had sent her an inappropriate picture. Not her mom, but Lyrica's <laughs> mom said that Safari had sent Lyrica an inappropriate picture. Oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. he sent her mom? Yeah, There's about to be the Johnsons up in here, but no. <laughs> no. So, please um, don't. Anybody listening that does not know what the Johnsons is, please do not ask. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> please don't. So, um, yeah. Um, don't shit, never guess. <laughs> she, yes. So, Safari sent yep. Lyrica's mom a nude. Safari sent Lyrica a nude. <laughs> and Lyrica's mom brought it up. So, like, her mom dimed her out. Um, her friend Brooke Valentine dimed her out. Yes, Brooke Valentine had told a while ago that Lyrica and Safari were flirting in New York at some event. Why, all this stuff. Wait, why are they all turning on Everybody's her? turning their back. And I'm like, Lyrica needs to drop everybody, including the hairstylist. No, but all jokes just, aside, why are they all... They just are. They're all telling. (laughs) And so next week we get to the bottom of it because Safari, they're literally going to ask Safari what happened. Him and A1 were in a confrontation this week. So we're going to get more insight. So all of that was good. Um, K. Michelle is still a fool. I don't trust her best friend, Paris, with her ex-best friend, who she's now reconciled with. Don't trust her at all. And fun fact, she keeps calling Brandy characters that she played. Every time Paris Phillips brings up Brandy's name on the show, she never calls her Brandy. So, because this season, Brandy and Sonya are a part of the show. Oh. They were arguing with Princess Ray's wife on the camera and all that stuff. Wait, who's Paris? Paris, exactly. But Paris is an ex-best friend of K. Michelle, who is now on Love and Hip Hop on her own merit. Got you. So, um, but the first time she mentioned Brandy, last week she called her Moesha. She what? said, yeah, and like, and like she said something like, you know, such and such, you know, saying that Moesha's carried the baby or whatever. Like she called her Moesha. Then this week she called her Cinderella. Some she referenced Brandy some kind of way. And she's like, you know, now she's sitting up here arguing with Cinderella. Like she keeps calling. But how are these insults? These are like amazing projects. Like, like you're going to sit up here and read my resume. Go ahead. And she has nothing. She has no reason to argue with Brandy. So that's why I'm like, why is she doing this? But this is the second week in the world where she's done that. Um, it was just great. All the storylines are really captivating. And it just shows the difference between Love and Hip Hop Hollywood and the other franchises. I never really took it. This is, sounds so crazy, but I never took it as serious as I took the other franchises, which really ain't that far. But, you know, <laughs> now they're really showing and proving. So for real. So it's really good. Um <laughs> What else? Basketball-wise was terrible this week. Nothing. It was super uneventful. Nothing happened. Evelyn did some great things um, with her. Had some great scenes talking to her grandfather and about different efforts she was making in Puerto Rico with, like, young girls in the communities that weren't so privileged and making them feel like princesses for the day and picking outfits and glam and all that kind of good stuff. So she she really did some good things. Um, Malaysia had a really touching conversation with her son about police brutality. Yeah. That, it got, it got me really emotional, and then later How on to actually have to cry. He's like thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was good. Um, but what was really funny was Jennifer Williams had a bunch of scenes this week about her stalker situation. She says that her ex boyfriend Tim from Sweetie Pie's on own was stalking her. But wait, the son from Sweetie Pie mm-hmm, with the oh, hips. Shit. They used to like date wow, or whatever. Destin. You know, everybody know his pants look like they still on the hanger, but that's not the point. <laughs> The point is that the point 
is that Jennifer Williams and him, I guess, used to date. And so now she went to... Jennifer she ain't went, have no work. And so her ass was on Sweetie Pies because she was dating his ass. She went to... Um, to she was on Sweetie Pies? Yes. I never no, saw her because I, I, I don't her watch on, Sweetie Pies. I don't watch it, but you... I think I watched it at Crystal's house because <laughs> she wasn't watching it, but her TV be on there because she be watching all the other shit. And I seen Jennifer on there. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing on there? Like, oh, she dates the woman's uh, child. And I was like, what? The woman's child. It was the most random <laughs> of pairings. Like, and I see his big ass like trying to talk to Jennifer. And I'm looking at Jennifer like, I don't think this is. And I was like, you know what? She does, does have a type. And she does have a type. And I'll leave it there. Actually. So it was funny because um, she went back to court to get her temporary restraining order turned into, I guess, a permanent one or something. And the judge denied it. And it was followed by an onslaught of tweets from like everybody around the world. Literally like, she ain't got no damn stalker. Like, ain't nobody want to stalk no damn Jennifer Williams. She lying. That man ain't thinking about Jennifer Williams. She even went so far. Why do they think that? Because we talking about Jennifer Williams. She even went so far as to say, look at my hand. It's shaking. And you can see her wrist moving to make her hand shake in the video. Oh, no. So that's why they said all that. (laughs) <laughs> and as a reference, you guys can Y'all check the mean. Shade Room. Check the Shade Room's Instagram because they literally have a collection of all of the tweets or at least a, a nice majority of them. And it is funny. <laughs> so make sure you watch that. Um, Queen Sugar is getting on my last damn nerves. Yeah. Remy. <laughs> and no, first of all, Charlie is getting hit left and right with like shit. First, you know, the whole Davis fallout. Then, the you know, all the stuff that she's finding out about her dad and the state of his farm and what's really going on there. Then, Micah's tripping. Then, Davis now got a damn baby that he's going to raise. You know what I mean? That he had while they were married and kept a secret. Then, the um, the son from the Landry's betrayed her trust and didn't tell her the intention of the plans of how they really want to open that jail on the land. Then... All this stuff just keeps happening. And on top of all of that, now Nova, her sister, and Remy are dating. I can't believe Nova has really broken my heart like that because I love Nova on this show. But there's simply no excuse for dating somebody your sister used to kick it with. And it was so awkward when she was like, I'll stop if you want me to. (laughs) I felt so frustrated. Is that not the most frustrating thing you've ever heard? Beyond. I'll stop if you want me to. Charlie a good one though Because I, I would have fought my sister I was like Fran it's a show Fran it's a show I had to remember it's a show Because <laughs> I It was cringe. hard to watch that part And even when Remy brought his Sorry stinking sour Overall wearing ass <laughs> Over there to talk to Charlie Talking about some uh, Charlie knows really is, I never wanted this Making excuses She was like Say her name She was like See Nova and I We're forever We're family You'll always be fleeting. She was like, so basically, if you ever make her feel like you made me feel right now, you have hell to pay and deal with me. Charlie, again, you know, she's always going to be a class act in the moment and handle what needs to be handled and then just deal with the break, breakdown <laughs> later on. So that's what she did with this. And I really wanted her to grab a handful of Nova's dreads, maybe even slip a pinky through one of them gold rings she got hanging out the dreads. Cause that is, (laughs) that offers hand stability when you palm in the back of somebody's head and punch in their face with the other hand. And that's what I really thought. Oh yeah. That's what I really thought. That's what Remy been doing. 
card. It's kept just now with his hands. Oh, okay. So I really wanted her to do that because it when just... When he started rolling her shit, I was like, this is too much. And it's just it's gross. They don't even look right together. Then I got mad at the writers because as a fan, y'all can't take me through that. Y'all making me hate Nova. <laughs> and it's not fair because it didn't have to be this way. Nova had a man. She didn't want him. She sent him on somewhere and then went to fucking Charlie's nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's not cool. Like... I don't know. So Queen Sugar has been great. I was so happy to see that on Vi's business partners held up their end of the deal and supported her through and through. Right. Um, Ralph Angel is getting on my nerves. Or his whisper. I don't know why he (laughs) didn't just go along with the custody agreement. Just go along with it. Like go along with it. Co-parent and make it work. All this pushback. Believe it or not, he's really in not a he's not in a good of enough position in the state's eyes when it comes to like a custody where Darla will win right now. As fucked up as everything is, and all she has to say is that it's not his kid anyway. And I would really love for him to take a break from dating while he figures Me this too. shit out. That whole Tron Tran oh thing. Oh my god! Like, One day he's like letting her lean on his shoulder, and they're watching the fish or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> then the next day. <laughs> He can't do it because everything's too much with Darla. Every time he brings up Darla's name in front of her, I cringe. It's I'm not like, fair. You gotta be by yourself, bro. And he's so mad at Darla, he don't know what to do. Because you know, Ralph Angel loved Darla. Of course. He did. That's and that where fucked he wants him to be. up. Like when she said that baby was not his, like, or might not be his. And then we all know he found out. That fucked him up, so... What do you think of Charlie Sun's new squad? I'm sick of all of that shit. <laughs> First of all, Micah, you're not tough. So stop um, trying to run with the big boys and, you know, do all this stuff. Of course, they're kids, so they make silly mistakes. That's how that bag handle ended up falling in the damn and I candle. Knew, did, you, I, did you see you saw it I'm like, when watch. the handle fell on the candle? I was like, oh, God, this house is about to burn. <laughs> and then my concern was they had those aerosol cans. So I was like, just get the bag because I don't want those cans to start blowing up and all that oh, shit. Oh, true. So, but all of that was interesting to watch. Um, I wish Micah, Micah, again, though, he's going through a lot of stuff. You know, his father, again, added that layer to him, telling him, you know, I have a daughter. I'm going to raise her. So it's going to be a very public thing. And Micah's getting older and he understands all that kind of shit now. So it's just hard. Micah's going through a lot. Charlie's going through a lot. I don't sympathize with Nova right now. I don't sympathize with Ralph Angel right now. I do sympathize with Don Vi and Hollywood to a certain extent because Hollywood is a good man and his mother was making me laugh and getting on my nerves at the same time his mom Hollywood's mom yeah (laughs) you know the little digs she was throwing about vibe being older and stuff all of that was funny so Queen Sugar was great this week what else did I want to talk about that came on television oh um Pose no I'm just playing they went off last week I wish man the I'm Real Housewives. Oh, I know, right? Sidebar, I saw the issue of Out Magazine that has um, Electra, India, and um, Blanca oh, on, the, on cover. the cover. I saw it. And in the inside, you know, it's like their whole shoot is like really high fashion, but it's a picture, one picture in the spread oh, <laughs> where Electra is like, had to be her. she got on like this off the shoulders, like Fendi print shirt. And she's like holding her hand on her neck like this. I'm like <laughs> looking off into the side and all I can hear is Nicki Minaj saying Fendi prints on. Like every time <laughs> I look at it and it's so funny, but 
That's it for TV Land. It's more I could say, but I'm just not even gonna say nothing about Real Housewives of Potomac. What about Power Man? I'm not gonna talk about Power because, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm not what? gonna talk about Power. The entire episode didn't do nothing but piss me off from start to finish. From Tyreek, yes. From the cake saying Raina's name, and then that blow up being caused. Ty- um, Ghost and Tasha cannot fucking get it together and meet halfway on this. They both hurting and lashing out. Period. More so on Ghost's end than on Tasha's end. Tommy checking Tyreek was like a golden moment for me, but Tyreek smelling his balls per usual and trying to, you know, man up when he's really a soft punk and getting smart with Tommy and all that. Snitching. I'm glad that Tommy called him out for snitching and told him that that's what he did. You snitched. So instead of all that, you snitch loyal to your own cause. Like just all of that. I have never hated a, a, a television child character more in my life than I hate Tyreek on power. I hate Tyreek on power. I, I low-key feel like he's got to hate that role. <laughs> he's got to hate it. You know how much shit he must get? That, that role can get that boy some work, though. Well, yeah. More, some more. Because cause when I tell you... But hate, everyone hates him. Look, I hate him. Seething. The lady from When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong on Dave Chappelle that's playing the black lady on the police squad. <laughs> oh, is that her? That's her. And, and she is... Why do you know that? Shout out to her acting chops because, I mean, she's literally played ball. Yeah, I didn't even But know. she is getting on my nerves with that Condoleezza Rice haircut and shit. And <laughs> Angela... Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick Lamar did a great job playing that crackhead. It was funny and believable. He did a an outstanding job and him and 50 Cent going back and forth in that friendly capacity you don't trust nobody do you you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't trust nobody. You ain't nice to nobody. Dude. That's why mm-hmm, you can't make no friends. You ain't got no friends. Like the way he was talking to him, all of that was great. Um, the little face he made when he thought Kenan was about to kill him. Yes. The power, he's and then he said, like, "Who are you?" <laughs> Um, what else? Teresi is really, you know, working my last damn nerve. The whole situation where he had to kill his best friend or either Tommy. And, but he didn't, once he pulled the trigger, it was no bullets in the gun. But we all know he doesn't give a shit about Tommy. All of that is just making my nerves bad. I hate everybody. I hate Lala's character on there and Keisha (laughs) just standing there in the background while the police are in there interrogating, looking around. Keisha's probably, Keisha don't never know how to just be Tasha's friend when it's time to ride. She's she's looking at Tasha thinking about what she don't know and trying to figure out shit instead of just being down for Tasha. And it's just silent in her facial expressions sometimes. I'm telling you, Angela pissed me off. Ghost pissed me Angela off. Dumbass. Ghost was so drunk he didn't even notice the damn Ghost cake. pissed me off. I and thought then he was drugged. I thought he was drugged too at the bar. Was it was slurred. Where like the screen was the, blurry. Was it the preacher or the rapper? The councilman. The councilman. No, the, yeah. the preacher. When the preacher was... The preacher. Yeah. Right? And like, the, it had that fishbowl kind of yeah. look. Yes. Kind of like were, a Spike Lee movie. They I put was something like, they in his drink for him to flip out at, at the event at right. his club. That's, right. But Joy did you say that? No, but no, we, I I, that's what gonna, I got from it. I think it's going to come back because when that started to happen, I was like, he's off the rails. He's off the rails. I was like, this is more than liquor. It's I don't know what it is. Way more than liquor. And he attacked and it worked because he made a complete fool out of himself in front of everybody the investors and all that shit um but the whole episode angela i hate she gets on every time i see her she irritates me she thought me. she was gonna be a g and pull up on tommy and then tommy had to say oh i like your, your place when the plant was over there when he pulled back up on that ass. right tommy had to let her know and she put that gun right who sent you here 
ghost. Like, just all of that shit. Angela was getting on my nerves. The whole episode. That's why I didn't even want to talk about it. Because every, the entire episode from beginning to end pissed me off. So good. So just, ooh, I'm sick of Tasha's lawyer looking down with that mustache all the time, looking down his nose on her when they stand up. In, Tasha. What are we gonna? I'm, I'm sick of all of that. I'm sick of his shoulders moving forward every time he talks. I'm sick what? of everybody. <laughs> I did. Tasha's mom. I was about to say I loved when Tasha. Angie, where is she from? From the um, from that was Angie and uh, from all my children. Well, she's been in a lot of stuff. Like, Debbie Morgan is her name. I know, I know her. She's been in a lot of stuff, but that was Angie from All My Children back in the day. That's where everybody knows her said, from. Right. You got the wrong cake, Tasha. I know! Right. Why would she say that to her? No, no, no. The worst was when Tyreek asked Tasha if she wishes it was him instead, and she didn't answer. Right, because the answer is yes. Everybody that know they wish. fucked. That uh, gun would have pivoted towards Tyreek. That was fucked up, y'all. The way he was talking to Ghost, the way Tyreek was talking to Ghost and all that shit in, in front of Tasha, and they I, they have literally made me hate Tyreek with, I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't even know why I watch the show anymore at this point because I just, it, it's just, an, it's like, let's get pissed, hey y'all, let's get pissed off for hours straight. All right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what the experience is like. So I'm just done. I don't want to say nothing else about it. I'm really ready to move on to the listener letters. All right. If y'all are. All right. Well, let's Thank do it. That. As per usual, everybody. <laughs> Tyreek. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too. <laughs> I seen a video clip. Um, the actress that did that play Raina was doing the In My Feelings Challenge. Stop <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so they're going to say, I'm oh, telling y'all, no, Raina is lit no. in heaven, living her best life. And it was Raina standing next to that guy. Don't forget to email us at the friendzone at lostspeakersnetwork.com. Remember when she released a dance video and somebody and, uh, yeah. said she's at a block party? In, in heaven, heaven. yeah. <laughs> Justice for Raina. She'll never live that character Man. All right. Uh, the subject of this listener letter oh, is simply listener letter. So that was good enough. Hey, hey, my name is T, and I'm just going to call you T.I. T.I. <laughs> I love your show. The shit is dope. And I've been listening since the beginning. It's super dope. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. You guys have helped me grow as a straight man in many ways, especially taking mental health seriously. <laughs> Anyways, I've been in a relationship for three years with a girl I'm madly in love with. This last year has been tough, but I've been trying to make it work. I take care of everything financially, sex is great, and I think I've given her anything she could ask for. My only problem is she is super emotionally abusive. She has no filter when it comes to me, even with the smallest things. I hate arguing, so I never disrespect her, but I am super offended and hurt by it. She wasn't always this way. I cheated two years ago, and she blames the anger on that. I messed up, so I made a complete 360. Side note, she came back to me after I cheated. I didn't reach out. It would have been selfish not to let her get over it. And I told her I don't want to be with her because this is toxic and I want to be happy. I continue paying for everything. Are you going to laugh, Justin? I told her I don't want to be with her because this is toxic and I want to be happy. I, I continue paying for everything until she's good. We aren't married or anything, but I'm just that type of person. She called me every name in the book because I randomly broke up with her. But if I didn't pay for anything else, <laughs> she'd be homeless and careless and carless. Oh, wow. Should I continue to try and help or just let it all go? Jeez. Um, 
Well, it depends on if you have to pay for it or let it, or let it all go. I don't. Did he say they had children or not? He, he said no, they ain't married. They they're not even married. They're not married, but okay. So, I think he feel guilty because he cheated. And he feel like he got to pay her way out of it after they break up, as opposed to just being like, yeah, he done. needs to just go on down the street right. and tell her to respect his privacy at this time okay. because it's over. There's nothing left. But he said, but if I didn't pay for anything else, she'd be homeless and cartless. But then I mean, you got to be with her. Y'all can make an arrangement for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? If there's a car and a lease or something like that involved, you know, you can make arrangements for that. That doesn't mean they have to be in relationship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I would end that, especially since it's toxic and you want to be happy anyway. I would end that relationship and do just that and go get with me a real bitch. You know what I'm wow. saying? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <No, he's saying laughs> there's a story to that. There's a story. Right, like Dustin just don't care no more. No. He's saying that because my fucking neighbor told this bitch that he was going to do that to her. But we'll come back to that. One night, Asante's neighbors was arguing. The couple at the at the pinnacle, the peak of the argument, he told her, that's why I'm finna leave you and go get, me, go get with a real bitch. And me and Asante Damn. fell out. So ever it's since like then, it's, just, it's, it's in like... our vernacular now. <laughs> So I ain't saying that, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, friend, yikes! What do you think? Um, you should never be with someone that's emotionally abusive, and you said yourself it's toxic, and you want to be happy. So you answered your own question. As far as paying, that's not your responsibility. You're not a parent. You're not married. You don't have kids. I understand not wanting her to be homeless. So I would suggest maybe giving her a deadline and saying I'm only going to pay for, you know, X amount of months and you're going to have to figure out a different plan once that time is up. I think that's fair. Honestly, that is he doesn't fair. even have and to do right. that. He could literally just be like, "When I can't do this and have the right. And that's the end of the end. The end of the conversation. But I also, obviously, from the heart, understand, especially if she's going to be homeless. The car, I don't care about. But the apartment, I understand. I say give her a deadline. Tell her, you know, she has 30 days or 60 days, 90 days to figure out a plan B. And after that, there's literally nothing you should feel bad about. Yeah, anybody want to buy a heart? Fuck it. <laughs> like, that's the end. I don't know how well you're doing financially, but you make it seem like you're doing very, very well. Yeah, so, it be all right to be paying someone else's bills. Since you want to pay rent and, and you still want to be happy, I think you you could. And I'm not saying you should, because I don't think what, you should. you? Go get with a real bitch. <laughs> Call me. I think you're you should. Uh, <laughs> Email me at the friends on that loudspeaker. You should. You, you should let me know our new zip code. But no, <laughs> what you what you could do is since you don't want to be because this all really boils down to you trying to be nice. That shit is over. It's done. It's out the window. Y'all not together no more. She's emotionally abused you for the last time. But I don't know if you're gonna buy into that. So I'm gonna give you an alternative that might be okay for you. I'm not sure if it is because it's too extreme and I wouldn't do it. But it might be something cute for you to do. Um, since you got it like that, go get your own place. Go get, or go get you a new place. If you don't want to kick her out or if she's difficult, cause I feel like you're dealing with somebody immature and now that she know where your ass lives, she's going to be up there every time she can to do some bullshit. So, you know, go get you a new place, a place that you actually wanted to be in or something. And then tell her, you know, the lease is going to be up and I don't know how long. So I got me a new spot. You know, don't keep my fucking car cause it's actually in your name. So your insurance is going to go down. Like, you know, do whatever you got to do to be happy. But do it so you're happy and you're not catering to her for too 
long. If you just buy her a car and say, hey, this is your car, leave me alone, then she's going to be like, I left that nigga and he, and he gave me a car because he knew he was wrong or some bullshit. Either way, she's going to paint it out to look like you were wrong. And yeah, you cheated on that ass, but like you said, you've reconciled. <laughs> you've been trying to be a good guy for the past two years, and she ain't trying to hear that because you already tainted it thin. Sorry, you did that. It's your fault. So now, to deal with it, you got to let this shit go. Paying for it ain't going to pay it away. It ain't going to pay your ties to get rid of what the fuck's happened, or it ain't going to pay you back up to being a good guy no more. Like, you probably still are a good guy, but she's not going to see you as that no more. So she's going to continue to treat you because she's going to continue to feel like your ass might cheat or is cheating or could be cheating or whatever the fuck. So take your ass on to the left. I want to know what she Just said to him the day he cheated because she must, she probably had cussed his ass out that day and he was like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. Today is the day and went on and got somebody else. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why he cheated because she was on well, her emotional he shit. She was super good up until he cheated. Oh, uh, damn. I was trying, dog. I was trying to Isn't find that a what way. He said mm-hmm. that everything flipped after he yep. cheated. So everything was good. Everything was good. And then he cheated. She wasn't always this way. I cheated two years ago, and she blames the anger on that. And that's why you can't always t- get back together after cheating. That's that right. doesn't work for it don't, everybody. It don't. It works for some people. I've seen very successful relationships able to get past it. You know what? I've even seen relationships where it made them stronger. Yeah, because some of that is like a... It's like a breakthrough Right. It's sort. like a, a building block or some shit you got to get through. For some people. For some people. Right. Because some for of them... me? <laughs> Look, as and for mine? me... <laughs> For me and mine's over here. I don't it, really. It is absolutely not a building block. Like Tanache said, you know, <laughs> in the morning can't fuck you like I used to. Like I, I just don't see it no more. But for some people, they need that trauma or whatever to like get over to make them stronger. And I don't think her and her anger is seeing it for you and that. So you just gonna have to let it go. It's your fault anyway for getting caught. Oh my god! This is something for you, you to learn from. It's 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 time for you to learn from your mistake, and in the future, maybe he told her. Maybe he was like, I "Then it's definitely clean. your fault for being a pussy ass nigga that told her you cheated." Wow. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if anything, you should have just shut up about it, did it cleaner, and got away with it so she could be nice. But here we are. He was like, "No cap." Right. Imagine we told him no cap. <laughs> Yo, no cap. I got some last night. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate you. You know how many youngins are really saying it like that, though. You know what? I just thought of some even worse no advice. Cat, but what? You just gonna have to fuck somebody and let her walk in on it so she can oh really leave you. Nah, this nigga tripping. No, <laughs> right. You trying to get him killed? Right. Look, look if she, if you breaking up with her and she ain't leaving or whatever, you know you, you just gotta. Yeah, you know she probably, already on one. You know it's probably Asante's neighbors that sent in. <laughs> that sent in this. Look, look. Nah, they be calling each other too many names to argue to be writing into some show. Be like, like I well, let's let's ask them niggas at the friend zone <laughs> who the real bitch is. Like I really wish they would. <laughs> Dear Dustin, Fran, and Asante. <laughs> This nigga's tripping again. I wish they would. I would die. Anyway, no, you just got to make a clean break, bro. I'm sorry. Just get away from her ass. Yeah, it's over. It's done. It's over and done. And the heartache don't live on inside in this case because she's done with your ass. Inside. Yeah, come on, friend. Man, I just had a moment, y'all. I know we going over and above, but this We're is like two seconds. T.S. Madison. I'll be watching T.S. Madison's videos, and she got this video where she's talking about how she was watching this movie called 
called American Dreams. And I guess the girl on the, the movie was like a singer at some competition. She's like, I'm going to be singing a song called Dreams with a Z. Dreams with a Z. So now every word I hear, like when you said you should just be done, I'm thinking you should be done with a D. Every, every word I hear, I think about that shit. And it's because it just goes to show you the power of content on YouTube because it really does affect you. But go ahead. Go on. That's it for the listener letter segment. Now we're moving on to the black business of the week. <laughs> I was about to say Charlie Bordelon, and I realized that is absolutely <laughs> not this girl's name. That's her at on Twitter. <laughs> really, so Charlie Bordelon tweeted me and told me about this product called Love Scrub. The owner is from oh. Ghana. And it's obviously, it's a black-owned body cloth. Look how cute. I love the packaging. Isn't that really nice? Oh, oh yes, it is. So it's an exfoliating uh, mesh body exfoliator, excuse me, for the shower. It kind of looks like the, ja- remember the Japanese one I gave you guys? Mm-hmm. So it's similar to that. You can check them out at Love Scrub. That's L-U-V-S-C-R-U-B. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. It's black owned, owned by a woman, woman from Ghana. Thank you, Charlie Bordelon. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter for putting us all on. And that's it for this week's Black Business. Yes, of the, week. the love scrub. No. Isn't it cute? I'm actually gonna buy them because I I used these exfoliators in the shower. So the fact that it's black owned, I'll just switch over. Do you well, wait Why are we right exfoliating time? if it's called the love scrub? Well not you, but well. you know, right. <laughs> well. <laughs> Scrub that love with Next the love question. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Friend. Well. That's not like well. Well. The love scrub. Well. Scrub yourself sexy. That's what Next it says under the Instagram. <laughs> See ya. Oh my God. West well. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, this is a terrible show this week. See you so. the church announcements before we get out of here. Catch us on tour. Uh, all the tour dates are available at thefriendzonelive.com. Shout out to uh, Charlotte for the meet and greet being sold out, as, as well, well as, as DC. DC. Yep. Very excited about that. Can't wait to meet y'all and shake a hand, shake a hand. <laughs> um, yeah, and just look out for Grown Man Shit on Wednesdays, and that's pretty much all we can talk about right here, right now. Asante. Um, uh, August Asante is happening. So August Asante. Yes, yeah, I, I just decided I like that. that I'm gonna do some shit this month that I haven't done in a very long time. So because it's August first today, I guess I should go ahead and say I'm going to do a playlist on Friday. I'm gonna All drop right. one on Friday. I know they've been waiting. People have been asking me in in different cities and shit, which has been kind of like, damn, you're bothering. But it's also been like, damn, you're not in New York City and you're asking me about some shit. So this is kind of cool. Like I like when I'm in different places and people are like, when are you um? Like like I owe them something in a different place, so it makes me feel like I'm supposed to be everywhere all of the time. Like right. I have that reach, but yeah, it's super dope. Um, so August Asante, I'm doing that, and then you're gonna see me at the live show. Also, you know, Kia is doing her show here the day before our show yes. in New York City. So make sure you go get tickets. Um, I actually made my own BitLink. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I love doing stuff like that. Um, if you want to get tickets to Kia's show, or if you're not familiar with Kia from Getting Grown Podcast, then you need to get familiar. It's Kia and Jade. But anyway, Dr. Kia is doing her own uh, live show, or her own event, excuse me. And it's going to be on August 17th from 6 to 9 p.m. And it's bit.ly slash type two, the number two and then take care. 
So go oh, and get tickets sweet. for that. That makes it yeah. way easier. You know, something a little simple. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to be having Sharon Fry's Brit PhD. Okay. And Kia also has the PhD. So go get you some. And then you can come see us live on Saturday. Outside of that, no church announcements. What about you, Fran? What you got? I will be in Toronto next week. So hey. excited for the activation tour the stop. Like I said, Joshua Tree next month is already sold out. Dominican Republic is about 75% sold out. Damn. Um, we are sending the second round of email acceptances this week. If you yes. sent us an application and didn't hear back yet, you will be hearing back this week. And then uh, applications for Sedona, Arizona... Because I saw some people saying, did France say Sedona? Absolutely, Sedona, Arizona. Beautiful. And London. Those are the last two stops. Uh, applications will be live next week for those two cities, too. So, activationtour.com. Very excited to meet you all. I want to come. It. Can I come to Arizona? You can. I don't I don't have to come to the tour. I just want to come to Arizona with you. So, I know oh, you're going to say. Well, no, I want to come to the I can come to the tour. Cause you know, you wait a minute, to, we can come to the activation <laughs> tour. Y'all are not coming to the activation wait, no, tour. Wait, no, I do want to come, but you know, you said we couldn't come a long time ago, so yeah. I'm not asking to. So that's why I was asking to be in Arizona. You, both the, of you are banned from us. See, <laughs> well, you just played me right now. You already had pre-banned me, and I knew that, and I just wanted to be All in Arizona with you. All of my Arizona friends are banned you. from the tour. I just want to look through the window. <laughs> I just wanted to be in Arizona with your asses. I ain't never been, and then and I was Sedona like, "Sedona is like out of this world." Like I'm, I can't even. You said that one song, baby. Them pictures no, are about to be vicious. I know, right? Oh, so I can still put like a, I still could put a fake application in for that one. Imagine show you just roll up like, "Hey, show up with a bob and some shades." <laughs> okay. <laughs> that little girl in the car and that's it for us this week as always thank you so much for listening we love you so much stay black and protect your magic yes next week bye you can live out your master chef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.